Hey guys, glad to be back from our Thanksgiving sabbatical, but we did have some technical difficulties with this episode, especially here, it kind of picks up in the middle of a conversation, but the rest of the episode is fine. So, it's definitely a little bit of sports and a lot more Chainsaw Man and Cyberpunk, but enjoy and make sure to follow us and tell people about us at Sartobi Sports on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and pretty much everywhere else. Enjoy. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Cause I got ice in my veins. I talk like a champion, like a champion. I'm so cold blooded. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. I fear nobody. I walk like a champion. I feel like I've been seeing it for a few weeks now. And that's. But that's. And, and they, um. There, there was a thing on Twitter that happened after where it was someone tweeted, but they were like, the Giants have no corners. Why are they playing so much man? And that's why Wink is no longer in Baltimore. Yeah, right. And then Patrick Queen quoted it with laughing emojis. Yeah. Damn. Yo, NFL players, yo, low-key, NFL players becoming petty just like NBA players. Yeah, but Wink was not, like, him and Patrick Queen, he set him up for failure. Yeah, they wasn't, <laughs> they wasn't fans of each other, apparently. <laughs> But I mean, I'm not really mad at like the game per se. I mean, I, there's a thing. Is it a yeah, game? I could have won. It was, it, a, it was a winnable game. It was a winnable game. But also on top of us being it, it being a winnable game, we just have so many people that's out. Yeah. yeah. Like we literally are getting 14 people back from the injury reserve for the Commanders and Giants. Honestly, for the lack of for the fact that y'all didn't travel with your offensive linemen and they had played a pretty solid game. Yeah. You know, it was it, it was Danny Jones falling back to earth. Danny Dimes. I mean, yeah, he, he fell back to old Danny Dimes. I'll put, put, put it like I'll put it like from, this. Solid game manager to old Daniel Jones. Well, I mean, if you're asking him to win cert, to win games in positions where we have to put up points and we're just, you know. Yeah, but like, it was also. So, there even was... so, even so, is we, the, fir- the first half, like, we kept it very much, very yeah. much so in range. The execution but the sec- was lacking. The second half, we just well, didn't I mean, do. I mean, the turning point of the game was that fourth and that fourth and Yeah, two. and if that's yeah. a solid throw. I, I mean, Saquon got to catch that. I'm about to say. But Saquon got to catch no, that. I, I, uh, as, I'm about to say. As much as Saquon is on that, but that's that's easy throw. That's an easy throw you got to make. That's a safe Listen, I can, I, I, right I, I'm, I can say the same thing about the Ravens this weekend. Say the same thing. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna disagree. Like it wasn't the best pass. It was a decent enough pass. Though. It was a little behind him, but it's a catch it, that Saquon makes a good amount of the time. That's true. I'm not. I mean, whatever. You could blame Danny for for whatever. I mean, honestly, I don't think he had the best game. I just think that. There was a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. I honestly really just don't think we had the personnel to match up with these guys. These Agreed. guys were these guys were complete. These guys are completely healthy. And who's gonna account for fucking Zeke coming back from the dead after all of these weeks? I think it's more you know? so they've pro- they finally found the right balance mm-hmm. of using Pollard and, and Zeke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was talking with my one of my cousins who's a Cowboys fan, and we were watching yeah. the game. Um, and yeah, we I was telling him like, "Yo, watch, you guys are gonna run Pollard up until you guys get to the." To the red zone, but to twenty, mm-hmm. then they bring in Zeke, which is literally what yeah, they show do. Show your respect. That's exactly what it should be. And it's and it's per, it works very very well because you have to deal with the speed of Pollard in the Someone open should field. Should tell that to the Green Bay Packers. Hey man, hey man, look, they got a lot of stuff that, going that on. That reminded me. Um, rights. One of the things that I saw on the screen today, now you know we're talking about that game, is them talking on one of them sports shows about are the are the Cowboys a Super Bowl favorite you if they sign that, Odell? You know how that the Cowboys should not be in the same breath as the Super Bowl. <laughs> they almost lost to the Giants with a, no one on the fucking field. Like, it, it's, I'm just so, and I feel like I say it every week, and I'm just so tired of it, man. 
How did they beat the Vikings? Who we constantly are talking they about not being that good. They, they, they dog walked them. They, 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 they took them niggas off the off TV, bro. Yeah, like, it was yeah. bad. No, that, that that was the crazy thing. We were we were like, yo, did they just take them off the main broadcast? Yes, bro. They did. Insanity. Yeah. Um. But and it just shows that both those teams are not it, and I'm tired of it, and I'm like. But here's the problem, oh, John. But to your point, and I, I agree to your, but to your point. How many teams in the league are it outside of probably just the, in the Chiefs in the NFC or the AFC? Just in general, yeah. in the because okay, well. the Bills not have it. shown them yeah, have shown us that they've got a lot of and if not I, a lot, and depending how long Vaughn Miller's out, he's supposed to come back for the Jets game. That's in what two they, weeks. That's mm. what they, that's what yeah. they said. If he, if and if they and if they sign back, I think the Bills will be fine. And if yeah, they sign I mean, too, I don't know. He's been playing the past couple games, and the Bills have not been fine. No, he's been out. He's been out. He's been out. He's been out like. When did he get hurt? Like two weeks ago, three weeks ago? He got hurt the week before the the Thanksgiving. So, so, Actually, so no, what that tells no, me? He got hurt on Thanksgiving, like early in that game, because he got his yeah, ankle. That's what I'm saying. Him. So yeah. he was playing pre before that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, the defense is also one that's got their injury bug as well. Okay, but it's mostly again, the it's mostly that's uh, that's Joshine. but that yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like him, if we're talking about is if he comes back, they'll be fine. But he's been there and they haven't been fine. I mean, they've been still, pretty they're, rocky. They're, they're still eight in what? Agreed, but they almost lost to the Lions. I mean, they almost lost. Oh, to the that's what I'm saying. They're, they're looking on. way. Let's not disrespect on. the Lions. The Lions now. played a great game. I don't know. But man. The at Lions the end of the day, like if they're supposed to, like it's agreed. But like, if we're gonna talk about them being the real deal, it's the same thing where I sit here and talk about the Vikings, where it's like they almost lost to Washington. Why are we talking about the Vikings? And then they get clapped right after, right? We being fair, the Chiefs did lose to the Colts. I mean, it happens. No, I, I get it, but it's, it's been of... it's been a little bit more than just the game. The Vikings almost it's lost. It's been to a little bit more than uh, just the game for the Bills. They almost lost to Tuilis, uh Dolphins earlier in the season too. All their wins except for I think one have been by one possession scores. Just like the Lions, literally, I think nine of their law or eight of their losses have come one possession. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I, I see what John is saying in terms of like that was a game that the Bills should have. You know, all right, you're you're going the there Bills ten and a half point looking, favorites or whatever looking, it is. Um go ahead. They've just been looking shaky for multiple weeks now. It's one thing if you, yeah. you have a down week or you look a little shaky mm-hmm. here and there, but especially if we go from how dominant they look where you go, wow, no one can touch them, to where, oh, they can be touched to damn, what the fuck's going on? Yep. Like that's different. Right, yeah, and it, it's it's one of those years that, like you said, it doesn't really seem like there's anyone who's absolutely separating themselves outside of the Chiefs. Because like even the because the entire NFC the, is, and then, hey, we're gonna sit here and talk about how the NFC East is the best division of football. We can look at all those teams and go, none of them are that good except for the Eagles. And then, and even with the Eagles, right? They had some sketchy ones, which again, right. every team's gonna have it. They had some sketchy ones, and they don't. Their schedule hasn't been that hard. Yeah, I mean, hey, you play, so, you play who's on the schedule. But uh, Niners no. are legit, though. Yeah, Niners are legit, that, and they're getting healthy. Yes, which is even 40, scarier. The 49ers, I so can, outside the 49 and up. the Chiefs. Oh, I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles. I mean, yeah, they lost. They lost just, to the Commanders. They always split mm-hmm. with the Commanders, though, or the you know whatever. They yeah, always, they, the, the team in gets they, weird. They always they that's that's like a historic historical thing. Mm-hmm. They almost lost to the Colts, but they didn't lose. They won at the end of the day. I think the Eagles are fine. I think the Eagles are a good team. With that's I do think they're a the, good team, but it's just a shame that they're not going to get a test for a while. I mean, it, how many teams are getting tests though? It's, it's the name of the game. When your division you is the best division in the whole NFC, it, it, it's you that's know, the most asterisk best division ever. I mean, I want to say asterisk. I think the AFC East is probably the best. I would say the AFC East is the best. No, but I'm yeah, agreed. But I'm just saying, like, is that not like we we literally talk about y'all just play each other? So it's like, well, not really, because the Giants haven't played a lot of division games so far. Played two. They played two. Yeah. Played two. 
Eagles have played the Cowboys once. Once. Mm-hmm. And they played the Commanders once. once. A lot of their game a lot of their division games are later on in this old from this is week twelve now. Yeah. So from now to the end of the season. So up until now so they've been playing out of either out of conference or yeah. out of division. Like the next six weeks the Giants play four division games. And so, I'm pretty sure for the Commanders, it's just about the same. The Cowboys, I'm not sure. And then the Eagles, So I'm again, sure. what were the tests for the Eagles? Well, the Eagles haven't played anybody. I'll and tell you, so I'll they say, didn't I'll, play I'll anyone before, they played, and now they they're played, playing their division. They played prime time for, for the rest of the season. Well, they got well, a test this week. Playing the Titans. They played the Titans this week. And... It's, but the that, Titans but, are a regular season team. I understand that. They're good. That just leads to my point. The Titans have been a good team, though. Sure. They had one six straight. Um, they, but the problem with the but then to John's point, the problem with the, with the Titans is that all their wins have come against teams under five hundred. All their mm-hmm. losses have come to teams over five hundred. That's Except, yeah. but that's like the point of like this whole season for me is just like, yo, there's no it's so mediocre that nobody's really been like, Oh damn, that was a great win. Because even like when your great win at the at what seemingly at the time, that team ends up going like a four game losing streak, and it's like, oh well, they 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 weren't that good to begin with. Even the Chiefs, right? Chiefs were in a dog fight against a Titans team that had Malik Willis there, and it took a uh, a, a drive late in the game for them to win the win the ball game. Yeah, even just now, I didn't. I thought they didn't play a very good game. I mean, against against the, the, against the, the Titans, I key the Chiefs should have lost. Because the way the Titans defense if played, but, played. But it, yeah, well, it's that, and it's also again like that was the week where I just talked about when you're best, you can't play your best player in the fourth quarter. What the fuck does it matter? You're yep. not that good. Mm-hmm. Your best, your best player. This is it, it. Isn't oh, this is a key piece. This is your best player that you can't use in the fourth quarter. That's true, right? How good can you be? Yeah. But that's the, and I think the, the defense problem, played their ass off. I think it's it's a, more of a case of like how the Titans run their their exactly their offense or their team. It's like all right. We're going to get the lead, and we're going to sit on the lead, and that's how we win, which has worked for the most part against this season. Against bad teams. Against yeah. bad teams. Yeah, but when you have, when you're down. The Bengals, it was not, that was not good. And the, yeah, because that's a matchup shit that doesn't work against When you go teams, down, the you have to score, you can't run week. the ball like right. that, unless you're the Falcons. Listen, I'm <laughs> dealing with that shit currently. Like, if we're talking about bad schematic shit, and I'm, I'm dealing with it for the past year. Oh, my God. And okay. that's, yeah, that's, I, Paragraman is the worst, and no one in Ravens fandom enjoys him could be worse you're right it could be worse could be adam gase (laughs) it it could be worse but i think i think just because of lamar's ability even if adam gase was coordinator he would just ran himself Mm. and just kind of essentially what he's doing but it's like listen the play calling is terrible and then he'll have one good play call a game and everyone's like oh yeah he's good at this (laughs) like no the man is fucking terrible he's limiting lamar he's doing all these things and it's like i the the people who do like the Ravens podcast, mm. they're usually pretty good on calling out the team on things. Mm. But the one thing that they've been doing recently, which I feel like they've they've kind of had to, has been like, guys, like this is how the Ravens play. This is what they want to do. They know what they want to do. And at the end of the day, they need a, some sort of change, similar to like how Wink left and that defense sort of evolved into something else. I think the I think this week was less. Well, one. The touchdown that they scored previously was Marlon got hurt. And you saw with Marlon not on the field how different that defense looks. Um, and he got hurt right after I tweeted that he's having an all-pro season. Uh, so, so you jinxed yeah, it. Yeah, I, I jinxed it. Damn. Um, he came back in, but he was out for the drive where they scored. Um, and it was definitely more of just – I don't understand I don't understand why a lot of defense do this. I understand it to an extent, right? Uh, at the end of games, just playing completely, completely soft. Uh, yeah. Because that fucked us. Whereas at the end of the day, if you played your defense the same way you've been playing all game, you would have been fine. Because I think you would have been fine. Because teams are afraid of getting beat over the top 
And it's like, but all right. But they weren't getting beat over the top all game. I, I know. I, I don't, don't play like a pussy now. And yeah. then you put, and then now you're putting more pressure on the defense. You're trying to go bend, don't break on the last yeah, thing. Instead well, you of, saw so that. you're playing not to lose instead of win. And yeah. that's what happened. Well, you saw the and previous. We lost. Uh, you saw the previous Sunday with the the Chargers. When they left a minute 45, and they're they're literally just sitting out. back. Even <laughs> go back a, a few more weeks yeah, ago yeah. with Tampa and that's a lot of Los time. Angeles. Yeah. Like you're just sitting back in zone coverage. All right, we're gonna let them in front of us. No, because they're just gonna keep eating up chunk play after chunk play exactly. after chunk play. And then they get rhythm, and then they get momentum, yeah, exactly. and now the defense is tired because you could run a no huddle like that, and that's exactly what happened. Yep. Like, and it's and that's what I don't like. Um, that's something that like I don't understand that coaching philosophy, and I think it's dumb because like it's that point unless the team is that much worse than you, that like you're you're playing not to lose, and you're giving them a chance instead of just closing the game out and. Especially on this win streak we've been on, that was the turning point of the defense is the defense was closing these games out, right? Like, the offense literally has been like, yeah, we want to finish with the ball in our hands, but, like, we we have 20 turnovers now. I'm pretty sure it's either, um, like, 19 or 20, and we pretty much have a 50-50 split on, like, fumbles and interceptions. Or something like that. Yeah, it's really good, and we've had fourth quarter like fourth quarter turnovers like late fourth quarter turnovers basically all those games defense has been doing a great job up until this week and it's because they played scared mm. and they took advantage of like the, the exact mismatches that they did it's our third corner is weak um and i i will say we missed kyle hamilton that game the number one rated safety going into that week oh yeah this season we, right we missed kyle hamilton yeah. that game um, That's but that it's just the offense is so hard to watch. Like as much as the defense blew it at the end of the game, we scored one touchdown. We had four red zone trips that ended with a fucking field goal. Just touch of the god. And the way I was jumping, cause it looked like that shit was good. I thought he made that shit. That too. shit looked that shit was, good, that shit was bro. Right on the money, but I mean, you know, it shouldn't have to come down to your it kicker. It shouldn't. And they rely way too much yeah. on it. And they go, all right, we get the best kicker of all time. We we can be conservative 67 and it's like and that's why for example and it happened um that deshaun play mm -hmm. right literally they were saying they're like oh yeah they're gonna do this deshaun's gonna go he's gonna be a decoy and then uh, mark andrews is gonna be wide open easy pass to mark andrews you get some reps or whatever mm. and lamar had mark andrews but what did he do throw to deshaun mm -hmm. and it was wild because you see greg roman and and they show him and they show him upset and he looked upset in the booth like that's not what i wanted to do type shit mm. so it's it's just bad. He's running integrated offense, and he literally handcuffs Lamar with the offense that we're running, um, and the fact that we don't have any receivers to get open. Right. But we also had like a ridiculous amount of drops once again. Like, why was Ed Oliver our best receiver that game? But shout out to Ed Oliver. Um, Oliver. Yeah, it, it's it's just frustrating because this is a team that has legitimate Super Bowl aspirations and has the roster that should be a real contender, and they do dumb shit like this. Like we say, Henry wonder if it'll turn around. And it's like, when I saw that thing on Bleacher Report, you know how Bleacher Report has the community thing now where people can comment and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. I went to it, and the first thing, I was literally going to be like, I never comment on them, but it's it's fun to see some people, like the way they'll John talk. John got pushed to the breaking point. <laughs> I was ready. I was literally going to be like, thank God, and that was the first comment when I opened it. And I'm like, yes, and all the comments were like, he can go now. Like, we don't have to wait. He can, he can go oh, there for, right uh, now. For, for Greg Roman going to Stanford. Yeah, he can go right now. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. So who would take over? Just you'd have Harbaugh call the plays. I don't or? give a fuck. Who would <laughs> take over? No, I, I do think um, it would either be one of the, uh, and that's the thing that doesn't make sense because the Ravens are so good at bringing in like personnel that is here to do things that are new, mm. right? When they brought in Greg Roman in the beginning, that's what he was, and now the time has passed, right? It was the same thing with Wink, and what they did. Um, 
this past year was they brought in two people specifically to help with the wide receivers and they were coaches that people would go for wide receiver help they were just like freelance coaches that um one of the dudes they brought in worked with Ty tyreek hill and stuff like that he was just a wide receiver guru mm. um it's t martin and i can't remember the other guy and they were brought in to help with wide receivers in the passing game and the wide receivers got better but at the end of the day that you know the hard work talent different um but the the shit, they're good at what they do right and that's proven so i feel like it would either be one of them or it would be um our assistant head coach probably but i don't know man it's tale of two teams with the giants and the ravens the giants have... but the difference is you guys don't have the roster you guys are just coaching uh, your ass off yeah i just <laughs> said that john it's a tale of two teams <laughs> yes if you let me finish I'm um sorry. yes you look you're a team that got so much better talent on both sides of the football we're a team with not good talent on either side of the football in my humble opinion we have we have guys that, that are playing are playing way better than they should be uh, scrappy guys Sa saquon dexter lawrence and okay. everybody well, else dex is, dex is really having a crazy ass season though yeah. um but yeah it really is it really is at the end of the day more so geared to coaching and tailored to coaching and i think that's like the the crazy part mm -hmm. and honestly talk about our two teams you talk about the other team in New York that's been that I think they just had a tale of two seasons. New York, can two be, seasons. New York, the best coach city in football. Right, best coach state in football. Yeah, best coach state in football. I guess between yeah, all right. three New York teams. All three New York teams. Well, I mean, technically our teams are in Jersey, but yeah, if you want to go, that yeah, I guess you have a point though. I have just five words to say. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. The white man marches on. To 315 yards in the pouring rain. Mike White has once again, for the second straight season, come in and shocked the world. And honestly, it feels good to be a Jets fan. It's just hilarious because it's literally like, like a deja vu type moment. His first start of the season, he puts up big numbers. And I was surprised because I'm like, yo, I looked at the forecast. It was, and I flew in from Florida and it was raining. I'm like, oh, it's like 35 degrees. It's rainy. We're just going to hand the ball off all game. Nope. Major's out here slinging it, throwing he's, piss missiles through the rain. He's built for this. He is built from this out of Western Kentucky. Oh, my goodness. That was great. Elijah Moore sighting. That was pretty fun. Um, Garrett Wilson is him, but I told y'all niggas that. Sauce Gardner is also him. Ben told y'all that. I lost by Claypool, though, but we're not going to talk about that. That's okay. okay. It's all right. Every, hey, every, every once in a while, slip up, but... Still Most of the season, actually, for him. I'm just know. saying he got mossed by Claypool. That's okay. Just it's just like it's, it's, it's like every shot blocker is gonna get dunked on. Like like but, like well, Revis I, got I, I, Re, Re, Revis got. I ain't seen Mitch get dunked on yet. Re, Revis got. Who did, who never got well, actually, dunked on? Damn, never mind. Stop <laughs> it. Never mind, never mind. I had to think. I had to think real quick. Yeah. I want to say Revis has his fair shares. And speaking of which, they retired his uh, uh, number. Oh, they did. Oh, yes, they did. Right. They did on Sunday. Yeah. Not gonna lie, it's very mediocre speech. I mean, I don't know. I if don't he think Revis has a personality. Fit. I don't right. think he has his personality you know? because I'm like, this speech lasted 45 seconds. Yeah, he not built. Like and it that. was like the pouring rain. I, I give him the pass with the pouring rain, but I'm like, yo, I thought it'd give a little bit more. Like the Brickishaw Ferguson was really good, and Nick Mangle. I mean, of course, Nick Mangle is gonna be great because he has a great personality. But, yeah, but Revis never had that personality. That's why he, he fit was, in on the Patriots. He was just about ball, and I respect that. Um, but we're gonna have a new island soon. Um, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be called Sauce Island. Which is uh, way well, it's a like fire name. The name is we can put it in progress. Sauce Island. I don't know if I feel like I another right. word. Yeah. Sauce patch. Sauce patch. Mm. I don't know. How about the sauce archipelago? I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't know. Well, we it, it's in progress. It's in, it's, in, it's in progress. The sauce isla. 
Or maybe just create something with Gardner. Like Gardner, I feel like you can do something, do a lot with that. The sauce garden. Ooh, mm. the sauce garden. Sauce garden. I don't. I don't we might have to trademark that first. All right, I feel like anyhow. we need something else than sauce. But either way, Mike White, and uh, you know what? Yeah, I was actually surprised. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I was surprised because Why I guess surprised, Justin? only because of this. And I know we we've had like the back and forth, uh, uh, both on air and just like in the in the text messages. It's just because history has. I'm, I was just basically kind of just going off history of like most teams. The majority of like NFL history, when you draft a quarterback high, they're gonna stick it out until they 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 want they almost force themselves to like yo we gotta stick it through. So that's where my logic was. It's like all right, they're kind of in this season to see what Zach was, and that should be the main goal. But they were like yo, we need a we we need a spark. The the, the plan changed, and I was surprised that they changed that they changed course. I was very surprised on on the season, and they went to Mike White, and I'm happy about it because we got another win. Right. Um, the locker room seems happy, but. In that same breath, how does the locker room really feel towards Zach? I mean, I know there was some upset feelings after that Patriots game uh, because he didn't really take accountability. Uh, you saw guys chanting "Free, free, free Elijah!" At you know after this past game, like spirits just seemed high. Uh, you know, I guess to Zach's credit, he wasn't pouting or moping on the bench. He looked engaged with his teammates and celebrating. You know, you know like I said, like yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if how much is that is like really genuine or not, but. For right now, the vibes seem pretty good going up against the Do you remember, like, the, the beginning the of the Water Boy when, like, he would make a play and everyone was celebrating, and the moment he walked up to the group, and he's like, slap hands, everyone would look at him and just walk away? That's how I felt. <laughs> um, I mean, one, a couple things. Like, uh, obviously, you, you guys listening now, this, all of these things happened um, while we weren't recording last week, right? Uh, but in the conversation amongst ourselves, we were all kind of talking about, like, the difficult position it's in and also just being like he lost that locker room right yes. you can't and we sat here and we're all like you can't play him after that you have to bench him you have to do something but at the same time you can't because of the capital and all these other reasons mm -hmm. and it really is a testament to the coaching and the testament of the ability to bring a culture change here of what Salah is doing yes and um it's like there's you have to commend it because there's most other teams that would not happen. There are very few teams that you can say that that would happen. Mm -hmm. Very, very few. Because, the, like you said, because of the investment. Yeah. Um, and even outside of the investment, just like for a coach to have the balls to do it. Uh, and one of the things that they they mentioned um, during the broadcast was they said that the reason why he did it is because he was in um, Seattle when they signed whoever was starting when Russell Wilson got drafted. And he was like, I saw Pete Carroll go, yeah, I know we just paid this dude a ridiculous amount, but Russell Wilt, this kid out, this kid who came out of nowhere, outplayed him in camp and deserves to start. Oh, you're talking about the dude that played for the. Packers and that's the thing, motherfuckers don't even remember the name of the oh, dude. Was they it, uh, was Matt it Flynn? Matt, Matt Flynn? Yeah, I think it was Matt Flynn. Because I was to say there had to, there was a bridge after Hasselback. Yeah, and it was, remember. and they paid him a lot of money, and they, they were talking him. about it, and they he sat here and Matt he was like, Pete Carroll said, I don't give, like, he was like, yeah, we paid him a lot of money, but. We're here to win games, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and even going into that, before it was announced, I was just seeing things on Twitter. People like, listen, I know we can sit here and say all these things, but like outside of that one game, Mike White didn't really play well. The last time he was out, he threw a bunch he, of interceptions. He, interception things, game, right? yeah. he, he didn't right. play well. But kudos to the organization of doing the things that they needed to kind of keep that team together in that regard, regardless of the draft capital, especially when, like, to Miles's point, you know, Wilson hasn't been it. Um, and one of the, I read That's an article sad. that, cornerback Lamar Jackson who spent time with the Jets mm -hmm. uh, 
talked about what the locker room was like after the Mike White game. And he was like, after the game, the locker room was pretty divided. But it's really funny, like the Lamar Jackson thing, because they ended up cutting the Bears cut him like two days before the game. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny. But um But it's yeah. one of those things, you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the the locker room is divided and you can understand why, because you do all these things and Wilson wasn't really doing well or you know, uh, yeah. you get someone who does it and you get some momentum and it just seems like he's it honestly just seems like he's built for it way more. Cause we said it and we said it amongst ourselves, like there was no quarterback in the league that would have said the bullshit that Zach Wilson said we all know it too. that Sunday. There's not a single quarter. I can't even, like, there is no quarterback who would say that. And you can't say yeah, that. Man. And for him to come out and just sell, like, any other quarterback would have literally been like, absolutely, or they would have been like, I'm disgusted with how we played. Regardless of if they asked about the defense, simply for going, as an offense, we put up three points. Yeah. Right? Any quarterback would just be like, we can't do that. Right? And it's the same shit where it's like, what, the weaker a week or two before is when Derrick Henry is dapping up every single player of the defense against the Chiefs because he knows that the Chiefs defense did their job mm -hmm. and the offense let them down. So for a starting quarterback, for uh, someone you spent that draft capital on to have that, like that just lets you know you're not built for it. And I think that's honestly why he was benched because yeah, if he goes out there you in the press conference like, you know what, that's 100% on me. Mm -hmm. I need to be better. I let the team down today, et cetera, et cetera. He probably starts against the Bears, but because yeah. he doesn't have the, but because of the lack of, you accountability. know, lack of accountability plus the bad, you know, and awareness. Yeah, and it's just kind of funny because his only two losses on the season have come to Bill Belichick, uh, and the Patriots because he's still technically five and two on the season. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you, you can see it. The offense looked the moment you look great. You lose that locker room. And it and it's even crazy because you're you're down your best offensive lineman mm -hmm. and you're down your best, in my opinion, your best offensive player in Brees Hall. Um, Let me show you the same shit happened so. when Drew Brees said that racist shit. Wait, Talk wait. about losing the locker room. Oh. Oh. Yeah, but Drew got a ring, so it's okay. No, but after, <laughs> motherfuckers are like, all right, I guess we're playing. Yeah, well, look, look you, you, when you got a ring, you can say some crazy stuff. I'm not condoning it at all. I'm yeah, but. It, it, it gives people some bigger I'm just balls. saying, once you lose the locker room, <laughs> shit don't go well. I don't know, man. This whole this whole Mike White shit is just very hilarious to me because in all these career games, and it's a lot of different. It's a difference in the amount of games that each quarterback has started. Mike White has what two games that he threw over three hundred yards, and Zach Wilson just has the one. Yes. That where he threw where he played against the Patriots, and the reason why he had three hundred plus yards in that game was because he was playing from behind. And I'm not gonna lie, yo. If Mike White doesn't hurt his hand in that. Colts game, yeah. I think only was at the Thursday night, mm -hmm. yeah. something like that. Bro, he would have gone for three hundred that game yeah, too, yeah, cooking, bro. That first yeah, drive, hooking, bro. son, nah. <laughs> so my question now is, so so say the Jets make the playoffs, say Mike White is at the helm of it, say that the offense looks better under Mike White. Where do the Jets go from there? Mike White's not your quarterback of the future. He's not. But if he can be just like what they have in a bridge quarterback, so you get someone you want. But that's what I'm saying. But look, look, look what this offseason is going to be though, right? You could go after Jimmy G because they still because Niners know Niners want to go to Lance. They they everybody knows it. They want to go to Lance. I don't, he, know, why, I don't know why they were supposed to go to Lance this year. They were supposed to go to Lance but this we year. We never got to see a fair shake of Lance. We got two. We got one week and a half because his knee got torn up. Yeah. Um, look at him now. We'll get we'll get to that. 
all torn up. No, 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 not him. I'm like, think of, I mean, think oh. about when Pat Mahomes came. Everyone was just like, right. y'all been doing really well with Alex Smith. Why are you moving to this quarterback? And it was, yeah, it, it was one of those things where it's like, all right, yeah. we know he'll take over at some point, but no one expected him to take over then and yeah. also do as well as he did once he was. And in Jimmy the game. G just does enough. Jimmy G just exactly. does enough, to, and we haven't seen yeah. to give him a fair shake. He does enough to not lose you. Game. Jimmy's an elite game man. Elite game man. He is an elite game man. Um, I mean, he learned from the best. He did. That he did. Uh, we oh, also got you. potential free agents. So there's the rumor that the Raiders could release Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Uh, so they don't have to give. The they don't have to pay him the the, the rest of his uh, contract through I think 2025. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love Derek Carr. Derek Carr, New York, we fired. Derek Carr, because the Jets are at this point. The Jets, it's it's perfectly fine to say the Jets are a quarterback away. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr. Can lead you. I mean, we've seen he's he's led you to the playoffs before. Listen, his mm-hmm. the the Raiders are not having a good season. And but honestly, like, I don't think it's his fault. His defense has let him down at least four weeks this year. The defense year. they invested in, yeah. Like how many games that they had? Uh, the the Cardinals game was atrocious. Mm-hmm. Their defense blew it's, a twenty point lead. Uh, they blew the Chiefs game up by seventeen points. They blew the Colts game. Because Derek Carr hit, hit, hit Devontae, you're like, oh, shit, three minutes left? All right, the defense has got to make one stop. Did they? No. Yeah. It, so, And and that team has consistently underachieved. Um, and he's having an MVP-type season until he got hurt a couple years back, too. He was going to be, yes, up until week 15. And I remember yeah, like, and then after that, it was like every year the Raiders just like would lose the last six games of the season. Yep. I don't know. I mean, I would love to see Derek. I, I think all of, those, all of those guys. I love to see them in a Jet uniform. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think necessarily Mike White is your quarterback of the future, but I feel like he at least deserves a shake somewhere. Mm-hmm. Whether it's with y'all, whether it's somewhere. Oh yeah, no, like, that's a. That is somebody. I see him in like a uh, Taylor Heineke type. Yeah. Like he's gonna be. He's good enough to win you games, but that is not your franchise. Everybody knows that's not your franchise quarterback, but until you find him. He's he's solid. Like Taylor Heineke's five and one as a start of this season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he took Carson's Carson Wentz's uh, spot effectively. Um, this is gonna be interesting because he actually played the Commanders this week. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I, so many it, It's just it doesn't make sense to me, and I don't know if necessarily it's an attitude thing. I don't know if it's a talent thing, but just Zach Wilson on the field versus Mike White on the field, we just don't see Zach Wilson making He's got no same, swag. I think it's same. a confidence thing. You think it's a confidence I think it's, thing? He's got no swag. He's got no swag too. Like Zach the Wilson arm no talent, swag. like the arm talent is there. I just don't think he has the confidence. I don't think I, whether it's he doesn't trust his and line, the, he doesn't trust something. Quarterbacks forget, are y'all like compare that man to Patrick Mahomes. Y'all compare because of, that because of a very good throw on his pro day. Y'all, y'all <laughs> compared that man Zach Wilson to Patrick Mahomes. I will never let y'all forget it because that was one of, that was one of the craziest things I've ever heard anybody ever say. Quarterback like cornerback, like. You have to have confidence to be successful at that position. Yeah. Like more than any other position. Facts. Because, and that's where you see the fluctuations, right? And that's where you'll see good quarterbacks, their weapons go down. The difference of the ones who are just like, I do this shit anyway. Don't matter who I'm throwing it to. And the ones who are like, damn, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. Right? Um, It's it's all confidence. And Zach has never shown that. He's never been that guy. Like, he was a- nervous at the draft because players are throwing up gang signs. He was like, hey, you're in the wrong neighborhood They're, now, pussycat. He's, <laughs> he is yeah, no, not swag. And we thought he was going to be swaggy after the banging moms thing. 
I thought so. And that too. shit did I thought not this was happen in the slightest. And then I they showed the video of, of uh, Mike White on the sideline blowing kisses and shit. I yeah. thought I thought we were destined for greatness. Once it came out that Zach was out here banging moms, I was like, oh shit, yeah, we got. Yeah. He's he, we got he's one of them ones. And then it turns out he's she, not. And then it turned out she probably banged him. Yikes. Damn. Hey man, look, don't yuck other people's yums. Um, but I will say grooming. The Zach Wilson days are grooming. Justin grooming. Uh, I don't know. Really to tell because hey, Mike White goes down. You playing Joe Flacco or Zach Wilson? I'll call up Straveler before I call up uh, Straveler. Before I call up Flacco, needs to never touch that field again. I don't care. Per- I, permanent clipboard duty. Permanent clipboard duty. Go be a family man. Um, but they gotta let Zach suit up at least. They, so gotta, here's, they gotta let him suit up. So here's the yeah, thing: he's gonna have to. Mike White plays. They against, let him suit up last game. Yeah, he didn't suit up last game. He didn't suit up didn't? last game. No, no. Joe was the nah, Joe was the backup. Joe was the backup. Yeah, yeah, he, he was in a. He deserved it. Uh, yeah, he was inactive. Right, right, After that bullshit, yeah, no, 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 I, no, I, yeah, agree, yeah. I agree with you 100. That's why it's just like, yeah, you're right. Worst jet, Zach Wilson or Le'Veon Bell? Zach no, I wouldn't TBD. say no, 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 no. TBD. No, no, Lev Bell. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Lev Bell was good. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Adam Gase ruined him because, yeah. like, no, like, <laughs> bro, I was so hyped for Lev Bell to come to Jets, and he showed so many glimpses. I'm like, yo, like, and he was great. a good teammate while he was there. He was a phenomenal teammate. It was just Adam Gase being an asshole. Um, but yeah, no, nah, my problem with this, right, is then we'll wrap up the Jets conversation. Not problem, but here's the, here's, um, something to, to chew on, right? They're going to play the Vikings. Vikings have one of the worst defenses in the league. We saw them make Mac Jones look like prime Peyton Manning. If Mike White struggles, let's say he has a three interception game. The Jets lose by like double digits. Patrick Peterson just cooks them. Yeah. Like, where do you do? What do you do after that? Who do you go to the next week? Do you stick with White right, or do you Mike go White. back to Zach Wilson? And if you stick with Mike White, and if Mike White throws up another stinker, you know, God forbid, do then, you keep riding with him to the end of the season or I do you put back Zach? Then you, then you make the choice of where you want your franchise to go at that point. Like, that is the full-on, like, it, it's the Lamar's rookie year in the playoffs when we weren't doing well and everyone was like, put Flacco in. Mm-hmm. And John Harbaugh was like, No. I'm making the decision that he is our Lamar's our quarterback. I'm not going to take him out. Like it's that it, that would be the decision. By fire. Hey man, this game is not during prime time, but it is a prime time pick. See, but the problem is, right? It's a, I, I can I I compare this to prime time. Kirk Cousins came out on Thanksgiving. He I'll did tell though. You what. Prime time Kirk Cousins showed prime out. Time, he beat Cousins. the allegations. He no, no 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 he, for most of the game he was normal prime time Kirk Cousins. Was he? I thought he played. I thought he played fairly decent. His defense kept bullshitting. But I thought he played for he he led a nice very much a, a, a nice opening drive, uh, and he came up yeah, after the, the opening end. after the opening drive he was mid for three for the next two quarters. I thought he played mid more. I thought bad. he played pretty decent for Kirk Cousins prime time prime time. So Kirk now Cousins we're making the, now we're making yes. exceptions for Kirk Cousins. Well, because we remember, remember there's one PM right. Kirk Cousins and, and prime time Kirk Cousins. I thought for prime time Kirk Cousins so, he played pretty well. So does it even out after this week though? Well, here's the thing. You have an unstoppable force meeting an immovable object. You got 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins versus Mike White. So, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's a, it's a toss-up. I think the game is going to come down to which defense can get the most stops. Probably the Jets' defense. Y'all just, have a Super Bowl defense, bro. It is a Super Bowl. Bro. Y'all have a Super Bowl They defense, have held bro. their opponents to 17 points or under in six of their last seven Man, games. Man, if you made the trade that the Steelers made just for another good cornerback, like... How many that, do we need? We got, we got, I think we got the best cornerback duo in the league right now. 
Between Sauce and DJ Reed, yeah. Yeah, that is definitely that's an elite, that's an elite yeah. combo right there. I, I now, I will say we need a little bit better safety help. Yeah, if you got that's like you just need, I'm just a DB. Like, if you get one more DB, no DB, the safety corner, one good, solid, like no holes because we already know your front seven's elite. No, our front seven is good. Like, if, if we just could tackle, like, my one bugaboo about this team is they can't tackle. Been there, uh, um, dealt with that, but yo, nah, if we. My nigga CJ Mosley. Bro, sports has been stressful for me this week. It's okay, John. At least you beat the Warriors the other night. So there's that. Yeah. yeah. I heard it was a good game. I didn't get to watch it. Oh, yeah, it was a good game. Steph sold at the end. He traveled. Um, which had, had Warriors. 40, he was 41, 12, and 12. Yeah, no, Luke, Luke, Luke was going crazy. Uh, I saw it. I don't know why. You know, we, we can switch gear. Unless anybody else has anything. I don't even want related. to talk that much basketball. No, it's okay. Yeah. I, just, I would just like to make this one point. Luca is hilarious. When Luca curses at refs, it's hilarious because like. Because he's so doofy. Yeah. He's just like this doofy Euro- European white guy. And he's like. It's you ridiculously mu- good at basketball. He, he, looking at him mouth motherfucker is hilarious. Motherfucker. <laughs> it's just, and, then, and then he'll just be like giggling on the yeah. next day after he just does some wild shit. <laughs> nah. Nigga put somebody in the post, back down, the dirt, dirt fade. I'm like, yo, come on, bro. It's unfair. Like, this is ridiculous. It's the second most unguardable shot in the league. Crazy. Unbelievable. All right. Um, I mean, if that's really time for primetime picks. That's pretty much it. Yeah, primetime picks. Oh, also really quick, I'm I'm warming up to old boy in Miami. Tua. No, not two of the, the coach. coach. Yeah. He's, oh, McDaniel's. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. He's, he seems like a cool. He's dude, beating bro. the. Like, he's he's be- hard not yeah. To like. Yeah. It's hard not to. Uh, not, I mean, obviously he's a division rival, but like, yeah, he like all his mic'd up things that they show on like NFL Live. Dude, all the comments are literally like, he's "I'm a hilarious. Bills fan, and this is difficult to like not like him." Like, he's hilarious. Nigger was yeah, roasting bro. Tua on the sidelines yeah, in right. his helmet. Like, yo, that's what happens when you out here fucking frying team. Oh my god. Oh my god. Welcome back, everybody, to the week 13 edition of our primetime picks featuring your boy, Worldwide West. Uh, guess what? <laughs> I'm making a little comeback, man. Um, so based off of last week, well, two weeks ago, week 11, since we took our Thanksgiving sabbatical, uh, JT and I both went 3-1. and one. Uh, John and Matt both were 2-2. Two and two. And the standings right now, as they stand, JT is 23-13. and 13. I'm 21-15. and 15. John and Matt are both 19-17. and 17. So... After this week, the shake this the standings might shake a little bit because we're picking six games. We're trying to you know keep on par with what uh, we were doing. Uh, I wish we could have picked the Thanksgiving games last week. That would have been cool, but probably would have lost since the Giants was one of them. Still might lose this week. Um, but first, I'll start off with Thursday Night Football. We got the Bills at Foxborough, and I'm picking the Patriots. I'm picking the Bills. It's going to be a, another get-right week for them. The Patriots have not beaten a... Uh, average quarterback this season. All their wins have come against mediocre uh, talents, which with two of them coming against Zach Wilson, one coming against Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I believe in the uh, Buffalo Bills that they will be circling the wagon. Stephon Diggs will have a big game. You know what I believe in? Bill beating his division. <laughs> Not a bad thing to believe in, but I'm also going to go Bills. Mr. Matt. Give me the Bills over Bill. Ooh. Bills over well, I'm just a bill, and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. All right. It kind of doesn't go like that, but what next game we're going to pick is the Jets at the Vikings. 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins versus Miggity Miggity Mike White. Like I said, immovable object versus unstoppable force. Uh, we're going to ride the Mike White hype, baby. 
Give me the Jets taking on arguably one of the worst defenses in the league. Sauce Gardner versus Justin Jefferson will be a matchup to watch. Um, who's home? Vikings. Mm. Exactly. Domed Mike White. Think about that. Yeah, I'm still going Jets. I oh. just on the principle of I, it's a Viking. He's a he's a Kirk Cousins hater. That's why he is a Kirk Cousins hater. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I just can't pick the Jets if both of y'all are gonna do it. So I'm gonna pick the Vikings. That just not because I don't think Mike White will win, but yeah, I just kind of I gotta I gotta stay ahead of the pack here. Um, so yeah, I'll go with the Jets today. Right. Ooh, three Jets. That's, uh, I'm not liking this. Didn't three of us go with the Jets against the Patriots? Yep, and I picked the Patriots. Oh, boy. <laughs> yep, there you go. <laughs> All right, so we got the Titans at the Eagles. Uh, fly, Eagles, fly, baby. Uh, they're playing at home. They're playing really good ball right now. Uh, I just don't think the Titans have the offense to keep up with the Eagles, especially if they get out to an early double-digit lead. I'll tell you what, the Eagles' run defense has been proven to be very shaky. And mm -hmm. when teams have been successful in running the ball against them, they have not looked good. So give me the Titans. Mm. I'll take the Titans. They also lost a game at home earlier this year. Um, I feel like we chose that game. Yeah, that we was, did. Yeah, division game. Matt, you can. D battery demons all day. D battery, <laughs> D demon. battery demons. G stick chuckleheads. <laughs> um, oh no, give me, give me the Eagles. AJ Brown revenge game. AJ Brown revenge game. Yeah. AJ Brown revenge game. Oh, remember those, how remember those I... tweets <laughs> from a few weeks ago? Yeah, oh, where he man. was like, "No, you motherfuckers can get open." That's my life every fucking week. <laughs> every week I sit here. All right. I sit here and go, "No one can get open." All right, we got the left hands up at the New York Giants. It's going to be interesting because the Commanders actually play us twice in three weeks. So, I don't know, but we're historically good against them. We always beat these guys, but we just, we got 14 guys like coming back off of injury. This is, good. This is a statement game. I got to go on my team here. This is going to be one of those games where nobody thinks it's going to be good. This is going to be a really, really good game. It is going to be a really, um, really good game. I, I know. It's and be I think... I think this is the week the Giants get it together. I predict Saquon will gonna have a good game, so I'm gonna go Giants. But, ooh, buddy, oh, I might, I might have to tease, uh, might tease that Commander spread if it's like plus three. I mean, I, I, I'm not mad at that. Matthias. To be honest, I have no idea what to pick, so I'm gonna go Commanders. I'm uh. I'm going bounce back game for the Giants. Um, I think the Commanders have been flying a little too close to the sun. Mm, like Icarus. Yeah. Listen, they got a lot of weapons. They definitely got a lot of weapons. But how many how many Giants are coming back? 14. All right. So I'm going with that. 14. All right. Um, next game, we have huh, revenge game. Chiefs at the Bengals. That's Game. This is gonna be a crazy ass Bengals game. Are this, good is four, ball. this is a four o'clock game. Bengals been playing good. They're getting better every week. But also the Chiefs lost twice, not once, but twice to the Bengals last year. Y'all already know. It's Mahomes every week for me. So that you know, I'ma just leave it there. 
The Bengals have been playing great, but I just think the Chiefs, as an offensive unit, have been unstoppable. Are they getting Jamar back this week? They might be. Ooh. I think I, he's questionable. So they, so it's it's <laughs> Jamar Chase coming back. Yeah, that's gonna be a. Tough uh, like like I said a little bit earlier, the Chiefs, even though they look like they're the cream of the crop, they still have their shakiness. Even mm-hmm. like even this past week against the Rams, they they didn't look great and dominating like they should have. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go the Bengals. I'm not mad at it. I'm going to go the Bengals. Joe Burrow will improve to 3-0 and against uh, Patrick, Patrick Mahomey. Matthias. I'll go with the Bengals. Ooh. Who day? Uh, I, too, am going with the Bengals. I think mm. that the Chiefs are kind of over, overdue for a game that not necessarily humbles them. But, uh... Yeah, I, I think I think it's gonna be a good game. I think it's one that both teams should be able, unless it's a blowout, which I don't see happening. They could be like, all right, we played our asses off, and it's the you know the other team was better tonight. But um, hey man, the Chiefs almost lost to the Chargers, who had no one on offense. Oh, you got so we got Keith Allen back for that game. They didn't have him. no for that game. They did. Yeah, that, I don't yeah, think he did anything. He came though. back. They, he came that was back his game. Mike like, Williams left early in that game, but they got they got Keenan back for that. Um, but regardless, the Chargers' offense has been terrible. Uh, That's what I lost Neckler, the GOAT. Um, last game. This is another. This is going to be a fun. This is going to be a great Slobber knocker. A, a slobber knocker week full of football. We have the Miami Dolphins at Levi Park in the Jimmy G 49ers. Oh, that is good. Oh, that's a good matchup. Uh, the be- Basically, the best offense in the league versus the best defense in the league by a large margin. Also with Say that again. A lot of historical context. Um, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be something. Those those Niners DBs are gonna be tested definitely. Um, but just for that same logic, uh, the Dolphins offensive line is gonna be tested a lot too. You know that front seven of uh, San Fran is no joke. Damn, good. Ah, you know what? Give me the Niners only because they're home. Niners only because they're home. If the Dolphins were home, I'd take the Dolphins, but Niners because they're home. Also, check out Revenge Game for Mostert and um, Jeff Wilson because they were both traded uh, this season. You know, I for a while, I was on the fence of, all right, you know, Tua, he just probably needs some time to get better. Then I was like, ah, Tua, he's not that good. Now, Tua got weapons. They got an offense, and that team has been rolling. Talk about a revenge game. This is a Mike McDaniels revenge game. Give me the Dolphins, man. Give me the Dolphins. Dolphins. Um. Nah, man. Give me, give me the Niners. I think they're one of the teams that have the offensive talent to match up with them. And I also think that Shanahan's gonna little brother Mikey Daniels this game. Mm. Yeah, he'd be bodying his coaching tree for real. Mm-hmm. I don't know, McDaniels. Something about him, bro. I fuck with him heavy. I definitely fuck with him heavy. You fuck with his vibe. Yeah, <laughs> but something about him, bro. It's like, different, man. A lot of times, you know, Shanahan be out here like, don't forget what you came from. He's just not like, he's just not like the the floor or like the Zach Taylor. He's, like, a, he he's actually, a good coach. He actually got, yeah, right. Well, I'm not saying Zach Taylor's not a good coach. I think Zach Taylor is a good coach, but yeah. Not like the rest of the coaches. All right, Matt, who you got? 49ers open. I'll take the Niners. All right, fair enough. I don't, I, I don't love that I think me and Justin have all the same picks, but Justin uh, also went a long time just going, what did John pick? Y'all have all of... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, that, that is very true. The only game that y'all picked different was Commanders and Giants. Mm. You picked the Commanders and you picked the Giants. So. Yeah, y'all literally picked exactly the same on every game. And you and Matt picked exactly the same on every game. I'm always a nigga that got to dare to be different. Yeah, I ball out. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. And listen, y'all, 
<laughs> it's going to be a great week of football. Come fuck with us. Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man. You guys, as you know, we took last week off, but we are back with our anime segments. So that means that we weekly, where we watch a current anime, um, is going to be two episodes this week. So we are watching Chainsaw Man, and we did episode seven and eight, which was some shit. Yeah. Indeed. These episodes were fantastic. Um, Episode seven, we, we get to see what was going on. Uh, we get to see Denji fight the uh, Infinity or Eternity Devil. Infinity Devil. Um, And that was... Denji is like that, bro. My boy is like that. My son, first of all, is out like, you know, we, we get the continuation of him being like, don't do that shit. I don't want to owe anyone anything anymore, like ever again. Mm-hmm. And we understand that because he lived his entire life with dad up to that point. That wasn't his. Um, he's like, yeah, don't do not do shit like that. And was out here like, all right, fuck it. And this man is really like that. And I love the scene where they're talking, like where, um, uh, Hemenos, hum- hum- uh, flashback where they're talking about, um, you know, devil hunters have a screw loose where they're not afraid of devil sort of thing. I can't remember the bar homie said that she was talking to him in a graveyard. Oh, he, oh, said, he said she was like, yo, why are you a- drinking? And he was like, oh, you can't be a little, you can't be a little unhinged if you don't have, a, if you don't, screws, screws loose. loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was tough. Um, and it's just her realizing that she's like, damn, no one is crazier than Denji. Because my son jumped in there and was just like, ah, fuck it. We're going to figure this out. Had a bitch sprung. And he also realized that he, he sat here. He's like, ah, oh, man, like I'm losing too much blood. And then he was like, that I love that shit. My son said, what was it? Uh, endless propulsion machine. Endless motion machine. Yeah. Perpetual motion Perpetual machine. Perpetual motion machine. Because my son was like, well. I'll get tired and then I can drink your blood and then keep going. And my son said, he's like, this tastes terrible, but because you're screaming, it tastes great. He's different. And we really like we knew he was different, but when they fast forward and we're like, why does everyone look so tired? And it was <laughs> how long has he been fighting? Three, Three days. days. Three fucking days, bro. Trace Doris. So where homie dead ass went, here's my heart. I'm good. I'm he's good. Like, no more. Said, yeah. Please kill me. You know how you know how Bad, you gotta get fucked up for a nigga to be begging for you to kill them. Especially a nigga that was out to kill you. That yeah. was pretty much unstoppable. Right. Like, we didn't even... It was the most anticlimactic thing ever. Which just kind of tells you that there's so much better things to come for the enemy. At least that's, that's what, mm-hmm. what, what what's in my head about it. Because Denji really didn't even spare, spare him. He's just like, fuck it. Because just- that was a moment similar like that. The way they built it to that point was like... Naruto level like Naruto when they fought Haku and Zabuza where they were like yo I don't know what the fuck we're gonna do Mm -hmm. right and you know that was the first time that we're seeing them surpass their limits and do some really wild shit but like and I'm talking about Naruto and it was one time we're sitting there we're like there's no way out like what's gonna happen and he does some shit and instead of it being this whole big thing it was just like all right cool on to the next got got a gun double piece on to the next his stamina was better yeah, um, that's what it is. And I think that's so dope, man. And that's a good point of just talking about how much, you know, we're getting into other things. Um, and then, you know, episode seven, we get the, the when they go out drinking and stuff like that. And what Jimena's talking about, like, yeah, we got to get some team bonding going because, you know, them two, one, they want to quit. Locker room is not good right now. Yeah, exactly. They're the Jets right uh, now. Jets locker room right now. Yeah. And uh, Denji is Mike White. Co- Co- <laughs> Co- and Kobani is Zach Wilson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kobeni is Zach Wilson. Yo, the fact that they had the audacity to just be sitting there and still walk out hand in hand with Denji when literally three days ago they were like, yo, we got to kill this nigga. <laughs> See, and Kobeni actually tried. Um, the dude who I can't remember his name, 
was like, I think you should do it. You should just give yourself up. Kobeni was like, we need to murder him. <laughs> like, we need him not to be alive exactly. anymore. She was like, we can't leave the decision up to him. Um, yeah, shit was crazy, we man. We all drinking. We out to the spot. You know, we got drinks. We got some good food. They yeah. also, in this episode, um, you know, they, they proposed that Makima knows something different about Denji. Yes. And, you know, she's out here. Uh, Jimena's talking about how Makima always travels, but this is the longest she's been here. And that's because Denji. So she knows something. So mm-hmm. the, the plan was to get her drunk and get this answer. And we found out Makima built different. Makima is she built different. We found out that her liver is made of steel. Basically. Yeah, because she was out drinking these niggas under and over the table. Oh, we also get to meet other people from the private the pub- sector. Were they were they private sector or were they just public safety? I thought they were just public safety because they said the difference between pub- private sector and public safety is oh, that yeah, yeah. public safety is the only ones that could... Uh, yeah, the ones with the private yeah. devunders on too. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Oh, we also know that there's another fiend. I'm interested. I want to know if we ever meet that that new fiend. Because remember when they were first talking and he was like, oh, I see you brought your fiend. You know, it's cool oh that she's uh, pretty, like, well-behaved. Where's your fiend? Oh, yeah, nah, he wouldn't have he, he wouldn't have uh, lasted. Oh, right. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize it said fiend. I thought yeah. he was a rookie. Yeah, it was one of, like, the one of the, the mm-hmm. people, generic yeah. peoples. Uh, but, yeah, so I guess there's other fiends walking around public safety that mm-hmm. we don't know of. Um but yeah, it was uh, it was cool. I like I like the interactions uh, with this. My boy Denji though, <laughs> ladies man himself, mm-hmm. out here like yo, was it Jimena? Yeah, he's like yo Jimena, I did this job. You promised me something. You said <laughs> kiss with tongue. My son said it's time to pay up. Yep. You gonna pay what you owe, granddad. <laughs> and she was like, all right, bet. Let me get a few more drinks in me. Nigga like me, I'd be like, oh word. <laughs> it's also funny how they found out he was 16 years old. Yeah. They're like, wait a second, you're 16. He's like, yeah, don't worry, I'm drinking iced tea. <laughs> uh, did you guys notice when they were cheering how like one glass was different? I thought he just. I didn't notice. That's I honestly thought it was <laughs> just a different. Like, yeah. I, I was uh, when it happened. I was like, who's drinking something different? And I wonder what it is. Like, you drinking an IPA? Literally. Not nine percent. Nine percent. Heavy shit. A stout. Uh, but yeah, no, that was that was pretty cool and. I wonder how old everybody else is because we found out the other one guys. Is we know. One is 20. One is 20. One is 22. Shit, Komedi's 20 and then the uh, the dude is 22. I would think Aki and the other girl are a lot older because, you know. As we, I honestly think Aki I, I don't think Aki's that old. You know, I think old, Aki's similar to the other dude. I think um, Jimena is older. Jimena. Yeah, okay. I think Aki I probably think like, Aki, like, maybe Aki. like 24, 25, yeah. to be yeah, honest. Yeah. yeah, relative to to, to um, Denji, that's quite a little bit older. Oh, I thought you meant relative like the other yeah. people. Oh, but no, also, no, remember, no, 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 Denji isn't Denji. sure how old he is. Oh, well, he just, he just said yeah. at 16, he said, I he said, he said, yeah, he's like, I think 16. And they kind of, in that scene, they showed the things about um his uh, childhood where he's like struggling to read because he's like, damn, I only know this much kanji. Mm-hmm. So like the rest of it's tough. Um, So it just shows like how different his life is from everyone else and it's the same thing of like when they go all right talk about like your hobbies how old you are and all those things and he's like i like eating and sleeping and even compared to like kobeni who's like i, I like eating tasty food like you what know a what copycat I mean? my son my son denji be living in survival mode for since forever yeah man. he only know the streets yeah, Pretty much. No funny shit, definition though. of getting it out the gutter Absolutely. and we see that flashback of it because damn the man got a few more drinks in her turned around it up and a little too much Turned around, stuck her tongue right down Denji's throat. And Denji was like, oh shit, this is like, great. Wait a second. Hold on a minute. Why does it feel like 
then she threw up in his mouth. That's crazy. And then Power was like, if there's anything mildly nutritious in his mouth, he'll <laughs> automatically swallow. <laughs> and he swallowed. That was yeah, gross. That's that's was he was sick, though, because he was like, Done damn, up. I'm supposed to be supposed to be getting a kiss from Makima. Damn, she watching. Oh, damn. My son, she, he was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. She's like, what kiss? He's like, nothing. And then I was like, I'm going to kiss you right now. He's like, okay. <laughs> like, I just love, you know, at that point, we're starting to, I think it's a good way to show his character progression and the way they're doing it where they're like, super um impulsive and then you get some of the reminders and some of the things further on later in the episode um that was when we get the at this point you guys could talk about how you were feeling of uh my son as a protagonist no he's he's goaded at, at this point in time i'm like yeah denji might be one of them ones not only because he just spent three days killing the infinity devil but also because he just pulled up and was like yo where's my kiss and then she ended up kissing him anyway right in front of the girl that he wants i mean i'm like yo for real for real this is one of the better protagonists because not a lot of protagonists, at least in the animes we've watched, have had the balls to just be like, yo, I'm taking what's mine. Yep. So, um, consent is important, though. Well, consensually taking what's <laughs> yes, his. There you go. Jesus Christ, John. I had to make JT. sure JT can't get caught up. You know that's what I mean? True. On the See, that's true. That's, that's like a good that. friend. Well, I mean, as long as you don't cut it up like that. I won't. Well, that's true. Other I mean, people you might. You could be a foul person and cut it up. Because that's true. Or you could just add it with consent, like in the middle. Like, just like my Mike White uh, sound bit. In the wrong hands, that could be very, very bad. Mm. Yeah, uh, um, Denji's, yeah, Denji's like that. I haven't liked the uh, protagonist this much probably since Rimuru. No funny shit. Mm. So That's the GOAT. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that is the GOAT. Matt, thoughts on episode seven? Um, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like Denji is, well, I guess this kind of bleeds into episode eight too, but I feel like Denji is sort of growing up, mm. obviously. Um, also, I don't really know what I'm trying to say, but like, I feel like he's becoming more aware of like his role in all of this. Mm. And I think like he I think he understands like his value to the team now. And I think he's kind of gotcha. using that power or like n at least noticing like the kind of influence that he has over the people that he's with. And like everybody kind of is understanding that Denji, who, you know, he started out as sort of like a inconvenience, but now he's like low key, the key to what everybody wants. And I think he knows that. And I think he's kind of using that. Hmm. To his advantage. So you think he's certain, like, this is more of an awareness level with him? Yeah, like, I feel like that was the biggest, even uh, both se 7 and 8, I feel hmm. like the his self-awareness has increased. Hmm. All right. That's a good, that's a good, uh... I like that, I like that, I like that take. Observation. I don't know why I can think that. All right, right. observation. Yeah. Well, at the end of episode 7, uh, he ends up getting carried off home by Jimena. Yeah. Which... Honestly, in my opinion, was pretty impressive because the last time we saw him and she was throwing up and literally passed out on the table. Mm -hmm. uh, now she is literally carrying him. Apparently he was throwing up for a while, so she had time to recover. I, I, I'd be throwing she up caught, too. She caught somebody, her second wind. If somebody was throwing up in my yeah. mouth, I'd be throwing up too. Uh, but yeah, she carried him all the way home, brought that man, put him on the bed, and the next thing we know, she, she, said, she on top. She said, you want some coochie? She was like, yo, huh? do you want some yams? Sweet, sweet, you wanna yeah. come to America? Cause I got bills to pay. Do you have it's your passport? 
You see this shit with Charlie Wilson? Sure? Yes, bro. Charlie, Uncle Charlie <laughs> got to get on the remix, bro. Mm -hmm. Uncle yeah. Charlie got to get on the remix. First My son, Fetty Wap, came out with a banger. Yeah, that shit, he really did. I didn't realize it was him at first I until I checked the the um the sound. I was like, bro, what? Yeah, bro. Banger. Um, Can you imagine? Yeah, Caves, this was the song you were conceived to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, episode seven ends with uh, him trying to get to the games. Um, oh, no, she's trying to get to him. He's just trying to figure out yeah. where the hell he is at the I time. think uh, a, a lot of what Matt said, I definitely think rings true in episode seven. The other thing is now seeing, um, you know, a lot of those other things of the other motives and stuff like that. And also um, a lot more of the interactions between the outside, the other characters um, with like the Hamana Aki interactions, uh, trying to understand where Denji's role is from everyone else, right? Outside of Makama. But um. That, that's what I like about episode 7. It was a lot more development of the, the supporting cast. Um, episode 8, you know, like I, I definitely just want a quick synopsis in episode 8, just kind of get your reactions because I, I want to know what you guys are thinking. Um, episode 8 was we, we get uh, Denji really gets real friends for the first time, where um, Jimenez talking about it, I was like, yeah, like we're no longer just co-workers, we're friends. They make their alliance where she's like, I'll help you get Makama, you help me get Aki. Well, you skipped over the first like ten minutes. I mean, that's where we see important. the where we see the end of episode seven. I just said I'm trying to do a quick synopsis. <laughs> like, yeah, we get through the whole I'm gonna have sex with you. Um, and then he he realizes that he wants to do some Makama, right? And that's that growth aspect of him of the the him not being as impulsive. Um, which I guess like as we see with power uh impulsive is like sort of an animalistic nature and a survival thing which he's been the entire time and that's kind of how he's lived his life to this point so it just shows like how he's kind of assimilating to being like a real person at this point real um boy. it's like the more he becomes like a devil the more he actually learns what it's like to be a person mm. bars mm. all right um yeah and you know we that was the main thing i took of that breakfast conversation where she goes you should bring aki and the fiend around for breakfast and hang out and stuff like that more often we're a family um then we see power i mean makamo on the on the train um out to kyoto and then that's where it. shit gets wild gets scary red wedding as matt coined it yeah the anime red wedding shout out to matt first um, of all there's no way makamo is dead can't be. Yeah, it can't I be. I agree with you. Yeah. There's way too many like loose ends attached to her. She's the whole. She's like one of the main characters in this whole fucking. Thing. Honestly, this whole See, show Matt, revolves around her. There you go. You Matt gets it. And for her to go out like that, that's kind of lame. I need yeah, her. Also, she's story. obviously not fully human. Yeah. yeah. Oh, easily she's yeah. not. I know she a demon. Why, why do you guys feel that way? The eyes. Yeah, the eyes. Okay. The eyes. <laughs> the eyes. Matt, Matt be peeping shit. Matt, Matt said this is not um, my first rodeo. It's only eyes. Yeah, uh, so we see all of a sudden all these people just kind of pull out guns. And um, I pulled out my gun. <laughs> <laughs> we, see, we see it happen to all the... the, um, the, the side field agents? Yeah. The rookies? Know, the, the public, whatever they're called. Citizens? I want to make an early prediction. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Okay. I think the gun devil knows that Denji's after him, and he's scared, so he's, like, out here possessing people to try to kill everybody around him. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay. But I like interesting, that. because doesn't the gun devil know, like, mad niggas want his head? He's a bitch. The gun devil? This is true. Yeah, but yeah, obviously, as we saw with the infinity devil, mm -hmm. they, they didn't have a reason to be scared until Denji came around. Mm. The gun right. devil. And that's, and that's why they all trying to probably kill Denji. Think about mm. it. The gun devil put a bounty on him. Uh oh. Mm. 
that's what the Infinity was like. You know, the gun devil We're wants war you. Zone. The gun devil wants you. Um, and uh, also in the fight with the Infinity Devil, he says, look how far you've fallen when Denji starts getting fucked up before he realizes he could drink his blood. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's just in that fight, right? Um, it's it's almost like a, the chainsaw devil um, is a bigger figure. Like uh, for my One Piece people, like what the Sun God Nika is or things like that of just one of those things. Or even if you uh, like I'm trying to think of other animes where it's like, oh, this is a legendary figure that just has a lesser form, quote unquote. Um, or there's a history behind this that only certain people know. Maybe only the devils know. Um, but yeah, this this episode we get to and I feel like obvi- it's pretty obvious that like it is the gun devils doing mm-hmm. um, when especially when they're like, how do they have guns when only cops or devil hunters have guns um so this is the first time we actually see and they mentioned where like the gun devil can kill thousands of people in an instant yeah um there is a reason to be afraid of him and that's when himena's talking about why uh aki's gonna die but like this shit gets crazy man this shit gets crazy real quick it was giving very uh no russian like modern warfare too what if what if Mm -hmm. what if pochita Mm. was at one point, the most powerful devil in the world, and then for some reason, mad devils like banded together to stop him, mm-hmm. and like turned him into like that a small helpless form. little puppy. Yeah. Mm. And then he found Denji and knew that he could use Denji's body to regain power. Mm. So I don't. All right, I get. I like what you're going with. I like the first half. I don't think he's using Denji. I think he full on was like, "Damn, this is another person trying to get me." And Denji was like, nah, like, I'll, I'll save you. Fair. And then Pochita was like, holy shit. He's just like... Yeah, and then they just formed that. I think that bond is true. I don't think there's any... No, I, I, I do think it's that bond. I do. I lend you um, my power. Yeah. So, but I do think that, like, that that's a... that I'm with that theory of, of like, I, I think that Pochita, or the, the Chainsaw Devil in general, is was this big, powerful figure and might just be the antithesis of um the Gun Devil at that point because... When we get to that ending scene with that fight in the ramen shop, man, mm-hmm. um, we see someone who's built like Denji. Built just like To him. where when, you know, Denji gets shot, Jimena gets shot, they try to shoot Aki, and Power Aki gets shook, right? Mm-hmm. They, they try when he uses the um the wolf or the dog or whatever. I think it was, isn't the fox? The fox. Fox, fox yeah. demon. Fox. fox demon. And the fox demon goes, what the fuck did you just have me eat? Because <laughs> that ain't human and yeah. that ain't no devil. Ain't- and he cuts his way out. Yeah. And we know the fox demon is OD. Mm-hmm. So for fox demon to say that, and we also find out the fox demon is a simp. Um, But fox simp. demon to say that, yeah. Wait, how, how do we figure that out? Uh, in the thing where someone else is contracted with a fox demon, and then they're like, oh, fox demon is contracted with a lot of people because it likes humans. Mm-hmm. And then Jimena's like, yeah, but only the uh, the good-looking ones can like use use her more often. Yeah. I thought she was just joking because she was drunk. That's no, I just think the doubles have feelings like that. Oh, that's kind of um, funny. But, uh, yeah, and the fact that Aki knew he had to use this shit that takes away his lifespan, the curse demon. We see the curse devil being used for the first time. Yeah. Fucking wild. Yeah. No, it was giving tough. um it was giving uh Reaper Seal from Naruto. Yes. Damn. Death seal type shit. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I didn't think about that. That's so good. You just said it, but yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah. 
Um, um fucking even Jimena, like she's shook to the point where like, you know, we know what the um the ghost devil, how that takes a toll on her body, and she like lost two arms for this shit. At least um, from what it looked like. At first so the she, ghost devil was like, yo, I want no this smoke. This nigga is strapped. I don't want no smoke with him. First of all, whoever that girl is, is he was like, Are you working? Strapped. Who's like, Oh, they're working together. Saved homie or whatever the fuck he is. Uh-huh. Because they're like, Oh wow, curse is pretty powerful. And then they were like, Holy shit, he should be dead. And got back up, and then they were like, "You see, you fucked up. You lost." And then he was like, "Yeah, I underestimated him." Yo, she showed Gets him a second the, uh, chance. The, 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 the plays from last week, the tape. Facts, the bro. tape. Gets a What'd second chance, and that's what you're talking about. When Jimena's like, "Listen, Ghost, like I'll do whatever." Right? Power is keeping her alive, and now Aki gets fucked up in round two. Bad. So bad that they're like, "Yo, Power, go help." Power, Power was like, "I couldn't even see him. I can't see. He's Nothing. moving too fast." Yeah, seeing Ghost out there. Um. <laughs> A lot of Jets references with the chainsaw, yeah, man. A lot right. of Jets references. Um, and just that whole fight scene. Um, and then, like, like, the big thing is just how shook the ghosts were. Where The devils were like, I want no smoke with sis mm. at all. And we see now Kamena's like, I'm about to die. Aki can't, like, I got to save him. Mm-hmm. And she completely gives herself over to the ghost demon, knowing she's almost done. And the ghost demon still ain't one. Yeah, it's different. Uh, that girl pulled out the by, snake by a fucking snake, baby Orochimaru. I was like that. I was like that. That that snake or worm that was in the Gears game. Mm. I was just taking down Jacinto and whatnot. That shit was, that shit was shit an Alaskan bullworm for all my fucking SpongeBob niggas, <laughs> you know. Um, so first, this is a. Uh, I, I love how this is the show that's getting Matt's true true introduction here into this genre. Of not only just anime, but like anime, like this type of anime, like these darker ones. So, Matt, how are you feeling now that you watch these two episodes? And what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, especially after the episode eight, I feel mm. like I'm like I'm like emotionally like, damn, like is this actually gonna be a huge left turn in the story, or mm. are we gonna get some something back from this? Yeah, because it- like. Obviously, theoretically, a lot of people died. Everybody died. But theoretically, I don't necessarily believe that everybody who was shown to be killed is actually dead. But also, I think it's interesting what this might even do to Denji and Aki's relationship if Jimena's or what's her name? Jimena. Yeah. Yeah, Jimena. If she's actually gone, mm. because. That was like she was like the one. I mean, not only was she like potentially Denji's one of her one of his like real, first real friends, but also like her interest in Aki sort of shifted the power balance between their competition for Makima. Mm. So I feel like if she's actually gone, then it might strain the relationship between Denji and Aki as well, which could complicate things. Interesting. But I don't know. It's crazy. I mean. Like I said, I don't necessarily believe everybody's dead, but obviously this is a big turning point. So it's a it's 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 rough. It's it's tough. It's like just when you thought you everything was kind of developing mm-hmm. and you were figuring shit out, they pull the rug. Yeah, I uh, I saw a tweet um, yesterday that was like uh, someone was basically saying like, and it was obviously someone who didn't read the manga, where they were just like, I don't. It was like. I just watched the episode of Chainsaw Man, and it was like, I was not expecting this level of heartbreak from this show or this early in the season. Yep. So, that being said, how are you guys feeling? Um, I mean, my whole thing is is that 
this is a very different type of protagonist. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a very different show than kind of what we're used to. I tell people, like, this is a very, like, modern turn on Demon Slayer or what it would be, but with a much better protagonist and, like, kind of funnier uh, role players, I guess, in a sense. <laughs> Not <But> role players. <laughs> role players. <laughs> role players, supporting cast. You know how that goes. Mm -hmm. Six men. Um, right. But I, I I'm, I'm rocking with it. I think that this is this got this show got a lot of potential and it could go in a lot of different ways. Kind of like what Matt was saying, and I'm happy that he's picking up on it, especially as somebody that just don't avidly watch anime. Like yo, there's so many different layers with so many of these, these different characters. Like for Denji to be shot in the head, for fucking um, Akima to be fucking shot, in the, fucking shot. Like we know what the fuck is about to happen. Like we know that they about to fucking find a way out of it, and you know it's gonna build to a better plot point. And right now, the big bad is the gun devil. We're going to see how it continues to build up to that. But I really like Matt's theory on how shook the gun devil is. Right. I mean, it may, it, I mean, but everything that's happening in the mm -hmm. show, you got to think it, it's pointing to that. Yeah, we know We know that Makama knows something about Denji. Right. And that Denji, and we know that Denji's existence isn't as simple as someone who just you know and now it's it's more than a contract even think about denji like denji is figuring out his power still mm -hmm. like he just figured out that after transforming twice that he could just drink the blood of somebody in the form in yeah. the form and that brings him right back like we didn't see that the first time when he fought the first that i forgot which devil that uh, was the, um, the bat the bat the bad devil like we didn't see we didn't see that to any mm -hmm. to any extent so now it's like not that it makes power kind of useless to him but i mean you know he don't necessarily need powers powers power to you know um sustain his to sustain his chainsaw abilities mm. so i don't know it, it's it's a lot it's a lot going on but i'm fucking with it i mean she'll still be useful like in the event that he she's he's also losing, still he's like powerful blood. yeah like, yeah, yeah, if yeah he's losing blood and can't regard, get the regard. yeah mm -hmm. the, the blood inside him but uh you know, this is uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, was not expecting that last episode, especially the last ten minutes. That was kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. That girl with the uh, orange hoodie is strapped like no other, mm -hmm. and the fact that devils were like, "Yeah, nah, we don't want no smoke," and she basically didn't even. And that the the worm thing is probably only like one one millionth of her power. Mm -hmm. Like that's just her summon. And I'm like, oh shit! Like, yeah, this kind of this kind of spooky. Why do I keep calling it the worm thing? It's literally a snake. Alaskan bullworm. This is what we're going with, John. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. I do think this, I, going back to, like, episode seven, I kind of understand the, uh, whole, uh, why the scene with her bringing Denji to her house happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Denji is the type of screw loose that, like, I think she maybe wanted from Aki. Where it's like she's seeing, um, like, everything she would, I guess, want in a partner uh, with Denji. Like, he no-hold bar, he, he handles shit, things like that. And I think that's kind of what played into some of her uh, feelings of bringing him back. But he's just very unstable. Um, like, if you could put, like, the screw-looseness... I think if she could put the screw-looseness of Denji into Aki... Then it'd be like, yo, it's the perfect, it's the perfect partner, perfect person, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't feel you. I think that she likes Aki the way he, the way um she is, and but she also knows that because he cares more, or not, I'm gonna say more, but like the way that he cares, mm. uh, where we find out later, you know, when she's dying, where she's like, he doesn't let anyone see him cry, 
but every time someone dies, he cries. Once. Exactly. And now she's gonna cry for me. Exactly. And I think, I think she took Denji just because, like, she knows that he's the one person that can either keep him alive, or he's the one person. Keep alive. Yeah. Or he's the one person that could actually defeat the Gun Devil, because mm-hmm. he's that level of crazy, mm-hmm. so that Aki doesn't have to die trying. Mm-hmm. That's what I think it is. Um. Yeah, this has been so good, man. It's a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of moving parts there. Um, yeah. Yeah, man, it's, it's good. It's a good. Uh, good show. I am interested in Matt's theory about the whole. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. I I like that James theory. Point, I like. Um, I I definitely am with the in the. I don't. Well, I just think that's the only thing that makes sense because mm-hmm. otherwise, like, I get I get the whole like sensing the energies thing, but like, all these other powerful devils seem to already know what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does and feel like, mad yeah. random, like they would just attack him of yeah. all people. I'm also curious as to why that dude is built just like Denji, but has swords. Yeah, exactly. What is his story? And must, we know yeah, he's not a devil or a human like, like Denji. But like what? So is there a whole subsect of devils that are just built like that? He a robot? I saw some wire. Gun devil might be built like that too. Right? Gun devil is all around. So at that point, maybe there was like some sort of like allegiance at or the maybe, top. Or maybe maybe tools are like that. And Pochita was just like the freaking like outlier of that, mm. and they they had to like band against him to take the power out of away from him. Hmm. And now he's on his way back for revenge. Wait, That's a good. Th- I mean, in and in, in the first episode, like when he becomes one with Pochita, it's in that vision. It's a doorway, and it's Pochita going. You know, once you go through here, and Pochita can talk. Know, yeah, and it, it and it's going like, if you open this door, there's no turning back, right? Are you ready for this power, sort of thing? So, um, I think that's a good idea. I, and and now that I'm thinking about it, it's all tools are like that, right? So chainsaw, sword. We haven't seen any other devils that are like a tool that's that is fearful, right? Everything else we've seen are either animals or like something intangible, like eternity. Right, that's kind of cheese. We've we seen bat, we've we seen leech, kind of like we know ghost, ghost, fox, fox. Like you know, they're either animals Snake. or like, yeah. What's the name? What's the Japanese name for uh, for for the a kimono? Kimono? For no, what? Not, no, for for a sword. Katana. 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 Yeah. Um, you know what I'm also curious about with this the gun devil, right? So you know they said like yeah, guns are banned except for po- uh, police and public safety. Yeah, they're like regulated completely. Yeah. Um. So how did the guns get in the people's bags? Like, can he manifest guns or that might be how people get killed so quickly? So like he could just manifest guns into people's things. Yes. Like he just creates guns out of it, like out of nothing. Uh, the, the gun devil is a mystery to this place. This is this is. I would love to know his power or her power. They's power. They them. They them. <laughs> You see the shit with Venom? The, for the know. last time, Parker. My, no, my oh, pronouns man. are they, them. <laughs> Not because I'm oh, non-binary, God. but because I'm literally two. <laughs> <laughs> that shit had me weak, this bro. shit is crazy. You see that? Yo, that's funny. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Shit is... Chainsaw Man's fucking fantastic. It is. Um... But that's it for We Weekly, man. Tune in next week, man. Chainsaw Man's fan. It, it's so good. Can't say enough good things about it. If you're not watching it, you're missing out. Anime Book Club, our OG anime segment. Um, we finished the show this week. If you guys did not know, we were watching Cyberpunk Edge Runners, and we finished, and we had to do four episodes, so seven, eight, nine, and ten. 
I almost don't really want to talk about these as episodes because it just feels like everything was in parts outside of episode eight. I mean, seven, like eight, nine, and ten felt like they all just flowed yeah. seamlessly flowed, in like yeah. one big chunk. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, it's episode seven is a time skip. That's what right? I said though. I told niggas yeah. that was that's what was. My happen. son been hitting the gym. <laughs> yeah, my son got all the fucking chrome. They were like, he's on the John like, workout plan. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You're done though. Um, he was just out here all. All up, he took over the gang. Mm-hmm. Um, we see some of the OGs. We f- we find out for sure Kiwi is alive, mm-hmm. um, and they also think that no one has contact with Lucy, right? That's what it seems. Like I don't think I think up to the point of when they they go to the crib and they see them living together, it seems like oh yeah, we haven't heard from Lucy. Um, that you know that's what he's saying, um, and we we see we see them in action, right? There's a little bit more action episodes. See what they could do now. Mm-hmm. We see even uh, Rebecca has her. Her new stuff, like with her new hands, the new hands, yeah. like the Rock Masaka robot hands. They, that's what I thought of. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought of. Um, we also see more about how Rebecca feels about David in this episode, where she was like, "Hey, man, I've done everything. I've done the. I've tried all these different approaches to get his attention. Knew that was right? happening. Yeah, we knew, but it was directly stated here. Yeah. Um. Also, changes in the character that we noticed. You know, obviously he's using Maine's hands. Um. I don't know if you noticed when he's talking to Luffy, but I picked up on it. Luffy. Lucy. Uh, Lucy. Um. Coincidentally, in an arc, Luffy went under disguise and told people his name was Lucy. Um, Cross-dressing? No. Um, But uh, do you notice when he drinks the beer? He He drinks the beer no problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about, remember how much he was like, I can't do carbonated things? I figured that was just one of those things. Like, he gets older, you know. Yeah, but it wasn't just beer, remember? It wasn't just beer. It was anything carbonated he couldn't handle. But, I mean, once you see, like, yeah. Your mentor get blown um, to shreds. I mean, but, <laughs> you need something to take the edge Jesus off. <laughs> yeah, a little something. But uh, you know, this episode we get John Carlos' character coming back, Faraday, um, and we find out Lucy's backstory finally in episode seven. Yes, right. We finally understand what she is, and you know, it's the child soldier thing. Find out where she come from. She was an Arasaka child soldier to repair whatever the old net was. You know, we find out more about edge running. Um, which is that was the one thing that since I started playing cyberpunk is I learned what an edge runner was and they were basically people who started using the tech to fight against the systems that created the world around them so it's like being an edge runner was a big thing because it's like all these tech all these big companies were kind of running shit right like the the future is very dystopian in the sense that they just go if you can't pay like if you can't pay you can't get healthcare you can't get all these things it should be basic so, um, so it's really, right now no dude it's great like reading it it's very much it's almost just like a socialist thing of they're just like they literally go yeah and all these capitalist driven things they literally take freedom and choice out which is the main thing for capitalism because you don't have those options if you don't have money mm. and it's like taking out the necessities of like they're like yeah it has the best trauma response but like only if you have the highest level trauma insurance mm. other than that like if you have an accident and you don't have the highest level regardless of what it is you're you're gonna die like we kind of saw it in yeah with the mom like one with the mom yeah they went to the hospital um so like the big thing is all these military companies they become the big superpowers in the world Mm -hmm. and uh they run the city so there's a couple that fight for the hierarchy like arasaka like um militech yes exactly so her being a militech person that was raised to find out the secrets of the old web but the old web was destroyed by an edge runner. Mm-hmm. So the edge runners were the revolutionaries who took that power from themselves to by get the out power. their message, pretty much. Um, so learning about it also explains like why was she in such good shape? Like why was she able to run like that without the implants and all that mm-hmm. stuff? Why she hid her deep dive port? Mm-hmm. 
right? But now, episodes eight through the end, right? <laughs> we listen. End. We start to see. We, we, we see David getting the effects of cyber psychosis. Yeah. Right? We see him getting the all these man. things that are very similar to Maine. Maine. Right? The hands, yeah. you know, as it gets worse, you see him start to see his past. You see him start to blank out at some times. Yep. Killed, um, that, killed that poor woman in cold blood. Yeah, because he, he was losing it. Mm-mm-mm. Um, We see... At this point, I don't know what you guys, I was thinking maybe the arms were the reason. Maybe there was like a bug in the arms itself when he was like, yo, it's outdated tech. Get new arms. And he's like, no, 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 I'm going to keep these. Yeah. Right. Um, You see the relationship between him and Rebecca growing because now mm-hmm. it's like more of a case. I think it's like Rebecca's kind of, because now we've, everybody knows Lucy's back. She's just not part of the crew. She, she on the PUP list. She, she on the physically unable. To do they know? List. Do they know she's back at that point? No, that they know. Yeah, they know she's there. Like she's alive. She's just not part of the crew. Mm. Like she's just okay. chilling at home. Mm-hmm. And because even um, when they, they call her, the Kiwi called her. Yeah, yeah Kiwi but, is just yeah. like yo. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready to come back? And she's like, nah, I need a few more mm-hmm. days. Like because this is after Giancarlo. Yeah. Makes his first appearance, mm-hmm. so they know she, she's there. And he asked for whoever did the initial mission. Yeah. Um, but I since it's cool seeing Rebecca like kind of go from like a oh she has feelings for David in like a romantic way to now it's more of like a yo she still does but she no, she, she turned does. into Rem she turned into indirect yeah. Rem it's like yo I saw my brother get pieced up because of a dude with psychosychosis I saw Maine lose it for psychosychosis I don't want to see another person I care about especially someone that I care about even more yeah, yeah. lose it so mm-hmm. I, I kind of like seeing like her and. To up to this point, we really didn't get a lot of Rebecca outside of mm-hmm. she's just the crazy gun girl. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of cool seeing like the more human side of her. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. It's also I will say this: the animation does not do Giancarlo Esposito justice. No. no. Like not at all. No. Because and the like, thing is, he's done voice stuff. Like he's in Far Cry. I think he was the villain in Far Cry. Yes, he was. And like people, well, they actually used like his whole face yeah, model yeah, yeah. and scan and everything. Yeah. Like nah, I was like, yo, he's dropping some bangers, but like, yeah. I can't get into it because mm-hmm. the mouth is not m- matching up and shit. I was like, damn, my son is like that. Nah, he really good. He's really good. Um, you know, I, one of the things that I liked in this is that Lucy stood up to him. You know, we get the scene where he passes out and they take him to the doctor and where he, act, he like he ends up choking the doctor and shit like that. Mm-hmm. That shit was a tough scene of where the doctor gives him the stuff anyway, and he's like, he's like, you don't gotta apologize. He's like, I know I'm not gonna see you again. Like the doctor's yeah, like, he was like, he's like, he's foreshadowing. Yeah, and he was like, you're gonna become the next story for another dreamer, another kid who wants to chrome and wants to do all the stuff. He's like, you know, you know, the doctor's seen it a bunch of times and has been a part of it a bunch of times. And that's sad. And he's, the, he's close. He's he, yeah. he actually cares about David. Yeah, like, he do in a, in his own like in a weird kind like, of way. Yeah. yeah. Like, yep. And um, in I like the scene after where Lucy's like, yo, lose some of the chrome. Like, yeah. slow it down, do whatever. And then when he, like, snaps at her, I feel like in so many other places, we would see a character snap back, and they would just be like, all right, fine, and leave it alone. But she stands up to him again. Mm-hmm. And I fuck with that heavy, because you don't see it. So where she's like, nah, like, I'm not going to take you snapping and leave you on your own. Like, don't do this. Um, And it kind of foreshadows that, like, she's the only person that can get through a little bit more. And the fact that she actually wants to and is trying to do everything for him. Like, even when, um, I think at this point, too, is when we see, like, we find out what she's actually doing. Mm. Where she's, like, going in and trying to stop all the people. And they're like, yo, who, the Arasaka's like, who's these people taking out all our, um, our divers? Right? It is I. Yeah. Leo. <laughs> um, also, Kiwi with the foreshadowing when they were on the phone. 
yep. with the you can't trust anyone in, in Night City. Yeah. And then, you know, when Faraday hits her up and all that shit, that shit crazy. Faraday. Um, Anybody else think that uh, Lucy's personality changed a little bit, at least in the first, like, episode and a half? Like, yes. seven and eight. Because I thought she was a little bit more friendly, and I was like, this isn't the pr- goth. Compared to what? Like, she, she had was this, before? She had this very, like, kind of goth girly, you know. Well, he said, he said she was different after that night. She yeah. probably softened up after. That's after what it was. Some time. She, she, she felt it felt like a softer character. Yeah. And then, as the episodes were going on, she kind of reverted back yeah. to like her normal self. But I think she didn't want to worry him. Um, but I also think like we find out in these couple episodes, we find out what she found. She and when we were like, all right, we know she she saw what they were doing with David. We didn't know what she did with the information, mm-hmm. and we find out she was trying to delete it so they could lose track of him. Mm-hmm. And she found out what they really wanted from him, mm-hmm. which was the cyber skeleton shit. Um, but in that same regard, she was getting mad people murked up because of it. That just showed how much she cared about home. Love makes people do crazy stuff. Also, these niggas are naked way too much. I mean, she's not naked all you the time. complaining about she's, the amount of nudity just, in the show. I was just like, wow, she's, like, na- she's naked all of the time. I'm just yeah, like, you don't dive with clothes on unless you're doing it in a chair. And no, now, no. and we also know why she doesn't like where she goes. I don't like chairs. Like I don't like to dive in a chair. Yep. And we find out why she doesn't like to dive in a chair. No, I get the whole like you have to yeah. be in the tub and like cool yeah. because like you're basically a computer mm. at that point. Mm. But like. Niggas that just be in the crib walking naked, like they can. And I'm, I'm interested. Is it because they're basically just like machine? Because like they even said, made the uh, the doc even made the point. He was like, "Yo, David, like you're like almost entirely machine at this mm. point. Like there's almost no human left of you." Mm. Uh, it's like, is that it? Like, these niggas just machines. And at that point, why is this nigga taking a shower? I mean, why he just go to the car wash? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um. These episodes, I'm trying to think about like the highlights. Yeah, just because outside of the synopsis thing of just like in these episodes, right, between the whole betrayal aspect with Kiwi, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be Faraday once they know they, they were trying to find a hacker. I thought he was going to be like, oh, the job for you is to find this hacker. And then they find out. And they find out that's like, what I, I thought, thought it was going to be. Thought that too. I didn't think it was going to be the trap laid and then the cyber skeleton comes into play and all of these things. Speaking mm-hmm. of the cyber skeleton, yeah. I, like, I like the point that you made earlier about how Lucy, like they alluded to Lucy being the only voice of reason because David was very hesitant about the cyber skeleton and what the fuck was about to do. But what triggered him to go into the cyber skeleton was the, who he thought was Lucy saying yo go into this shit da, 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 da. and it, as it turns out it wasn't wasn't her but he knew that no nah, i don't he think sat he sat here and he was like lucy would never tell me to go into the cyber skeleton but he said but then he but went he hurt but, but he i don't hurt. think that was it nah, i, I think, think so no i don't think so, think so. Just hear me out i'm, li- I'm listening right. go ahead the first thing he said was he was like that's not lucy because he wouldn't tell me to get into the cyber skeleton he was like but they're all coming at us that's the only option we have yeah. right that's so that's I why I think he knew it wasn't because why would Lucy tell him to get in the cyber skeleton when she just spent the entire time being like, you need to take out tech. Right. Uh, so I think he knew something was up, but he knew at the end of the day, like that's all he could do. But they were they were in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Despite the fact that he knew that that was the only option, mm-hmm. I personally feel like because the community, like what triggered that though was Lucy reaching out. To oh, him getting out of cyberpsychosis. Well, yeah, well him get well him getting out of psycho- cyberpsychosis was because they put the immunoblockers in him from uh, whatever. But mm-hmm. the, when Lucy, well, whatever, it wasn't Lucy. It was the, um, the Faraday. Faraday. When mm-hmm. Faraday basically was. Being Lucy and saying, "Yo, like you need to go into the cyber center." Da 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 da. 
that's what I feel like triggered him to get in. Not just because of the fact that he knew in the back of his head, like, all right, you know what? This is the only way out type shit. You know I saying? don't feel you. I don't know. Because I, I, I think his first thing was like, holy shit, it's Lucy. I'm so happy. And then he was like, wait a minute. This don't sound right. Like, it was one, of those, like it was one of those tweet like you're kidnapped. I feel like he definitely <laughs> questioned it. I'm, yeah, not, it I'm, was, not, I'm not denying yeah. it any stretch that he did. That he I didn't. just think he had no other option. Yeah, whether, point, he, did, whether he, he knew did. or didn't know, the only way they were going to get out of that situation was him. Yeah. Begins, and my son was absolutely crazy. That was different. But the whole setup, the Faraday trying to climb the social ladder, the Kiwi, like, betrayal... It was good. And now, like, in these episodes, I understand the hype behind the show. Like, in these three episodes, I, I understood why people were like, okay, this is one of the best ones of the year. Um, And I was really fucking with it, man. I really was. I, And I kind of foreshadowed a little bit. I have in one of my notes, um, wherever it was, where I sat here and I'm like, is this going to be in a comic got killed where Lucy's actually the main character? Yeah. Um... Yeah, right. <laughs> I think it was when they show her doing the diving and stuff like that. And then also I just draw the Akame comparison of her being the child soldier that escaped. Um, But, you know, we, we're going back and forth with the journey of him going through cyberpsychosis, trying to prove everything. Mm-hmm. I love the, the things in this with the you're living other people's dreams, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, at what point do you do your dream? You, mm-hmm. you, you tried to do your mom's dream and it didn't work, right? And you hated it. And then you stop trying to do your mom's dream, and then you end up doing Maine's dream. Yeah. And how's that turning out for you? Now you're losing your shit. And I don't know. The the action scenes are fantastic. Shout out to um Farlow. What's his name, right? Farlow. Farlow. Falco. 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 Yeah, oh, yeah. The driver. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Falco, man. Shout out to Rebecca. Um. Oh my god. Embodied everybody in like 0.5 seconds. Dude. But Adam Smasher. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, honestly, I didn't feel like I got the most bang out of my buck because they hyped that nigga up crazy. They was like, yo, this is a urban legend type, yo, he is like that. And I feel like we really didn't get to see much outside of the fact that he could also use the, uh, uh, Sedetistin or whatever. What are you talking about? I thought he was going to be a little bit more OP. No, it was to, to show how little effort he needed to fuck them up completely. Think about it. Lucy tries to hack him, and we know Lucy's basically the cream of the crop when it comes to hack him. That's this true. man grabbed the, the invisible wires. The wire. wires don't exist. He did. he did. She literally was like, how the fuck can someone do that? But to your point about him, that people turning all machine, he gave up all his organics. He's fully machine. Yep. Fully machine. Right? So he doesn't have to deal with the immunosuppressants and all that. So is, he just, is it just his human brain in I there? think so. Yeah. Like, and then that's it? That's just it? I think so. Damn. So that he could handle all the weapons and stuff like that. And he sat here, he goes, he literally went, like, he wasn't even impressed by what he was doing because he was like, yeah, he's using baby-ass tech that, like, Oh, he's using the gravity, the gravity yeah. shit. Like, that is nice. Nah, and funny. he, after seeing all of the destruction, it was almost similar to, um, in Ranking of Kings. Ranking of Kings. When, um, uh, Bose fought, uh, Oik- Oiken. Oiken. And it was Oiken was fucking everyone up and made everyone look like there was nothing you could do against him. And Bose just pulled up and was like, I need the least amount of effort to do this. You know, that was kind of like that's what I was saying where we're like, David was Oiken. We Damn. just kept seeing the way he was destroying everything. So, so here's my here's my question then. Yeah. All right. So Adam Smasher works for Arasaka. 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 Yeah. The skeleton belongs to 
Arisaka. Yes. No. Oh, so skeleton belongs to Arisaka. It belongs to Arisaka. Militech wanted their hands on it because mm -hmm. oh, that's because Militech is the leading yes, military leader. Yeah. And if they release the skeleton, then it's like, all right, it shifts the path. Now they become the mm -hmm. the thing. I don't know if y'all people the billboards. I'm sorry. Stay on that thought. But mm -hmm. like the billboards was just like probably made in USA for like the Militech stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. like one of the things. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. So my thing is, all right, if they got this big bad guy right here, and he's not impressed with their latest invention. Mm -hmm. Why is it so sought at? Like, what is the big deal about it then? Well, it's one, it's a prototype. And they literally said they wanted David because he could handle the, the Kadenistan. Yeah. So he would have been the test dummy for every new one coming out because they couldn't get another test dummy. Mm -hmm. Right? Because they, they can't afford to ruin Atom Smasher. Mm. So they're like, we need someone who can handle it. Or the whole thing is not everyone is inorganic. So they need a regular person to handle the testing. Because mm. the idea is you want to mass produce it to give to soldiers. Yes. So you can't test it on someone who is inorganic because, you know, you're not getting any like results. Yeah, you're not getting any data at that point. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, I don't know. It's it's one of those that, like, the whole political aspect, I think they do a good job using the worlds of cyberpunk now that I'm learning more about it. But, like, adding in all those other aspects to build from the show from there where you know that there's still so much that isn't that's left that you know it can continue, you know, potentially um, with Lucy and i i i def i enjoyed this i i i'm glad it finished the way it did because like i said last time like i was out here I was like this is cool but I, I don't think i'm overly impressed you know fair enough uh yeah i just don't know where you go from here i'm not I just, well lucy still we got to figure out now she we, we understand edge running right we understand lucy is still yes. trying to stop them from like getting information from the old web or trying to put it together don't know if I'm if I'm excited to see a Lucy main story. I don't know. I like her. As, I, I want to give her. it a chance though, because of how I good would, this was. But I liked her in her role, like like how you yeah. said it's like a comedy got killed, where like she's the main character, but she's like not the mm -hmm. main character. Like I kind of like her in that role, where it's okay. like she's close enough to but where like I, all right, the story is about her, mm -hmm. but we're following somebody else mm -hmm. as. As, as we go along to be honest though we, I feel like we know enough about her backstory and her backstory is interesting enough to mm -hmm. where like it could build a supplementary cast mm -hmm. but I see what you I hear what you're saying though I can see both sides I just also feel like it's done enough to make me want to try a like season the, yeah the concept is, is, is cool yeah. I, I love the I love it all like the bright lights and everything yeah. like that also yo Rebecca's death bro that was fucked up that was fucked up completely unnecessary it reminded me of that one scene in Family Guy <laughs> where, where Peter no not Family Guy in American Dad where Roger hits the uh, people's elbow basically oh, yeah. on the guy in the warehouse and his whole entire and they do like a 30 second slow-mo in different angles yeah, bro. like niggas did not have to do certain bro, yeah, niggas did not have he to do dropped that. from the top turnbuckle and was just like oh yeah. but it was just funny because she's literally having a heart to heart with Lucy yeah. and she's like she looks up do you mind we're having a moment and it it was just showing how like impossible to be ab smashers man like because at that point they was making it through they, was, they even showed like bro the the chase team they're like all right david's taking a nap we got to make it through mm -hmm. and like falco's just driving and fucking the cars up and yep. like lucy's like man she, she was rim to the shits bro no all right also i'm not gonna lie i was a little bit upset because all right you know this all right when david is basically falls out the window catches lucy and they're falling down the mm -hmm. side of the building what are the odds that there's just a magical elevator that's just right there and Adam Smasher is literally 
falling at the exact same speed they are. Right. I'm like, really? This is what we're doing? It just hell happens that there's an elevator on that particular side that can go at that speed. The reason I, I get what you're saying, but also at the same time, I feel like in so many animes specifically, or even just regular movies, whenever there's a giant size skyscraper, there's always just an elevator on the side. Oh, yeah. But like, which you never see in real life. You never see an elevator on the side of a skyscraper that looks out to the city. And we didn't see it in any of the scenes, uh, like when they show the exterior of the building. Yeah. Um. But and if there's an elevator, that's fine. But why is it going so fast? Box speed. <laughs> <laughs> Literally box speed. No box. Nah, I was. Nah. Yeah. Adam Smasher really built like that. I wanted to see a little. Bit, I just wanted to see a little bit more of the power. Like I just, that's fair. You, want, you want him to flex a little bit. I want him to flex more, just a little bit. Just, just because, like, if he's really building like that, just to be like, all right, I'm gonna I'm play around you, a little bit. And mind you, I was happy. I was literally like, I literally was like. <laughs> I'm glad they started adding more plot to this half of the season because the first half of the season was a lot more flexing, a lot more action and stuff like that, right? But I'm glad they started adding the plot as it progressed. So I didn't mind that it was more minimal with his role because, like, but I, it was still meaningful in the sense of, like, the when he was fighting David at the end and how he was just tearing him apart. He's like, are you supposed to be a challenge when you're literally using anti-grav to hold yourself upright? You know what I mean? That was funny. Yeah. It was... There's a lot of, like deeper messages in it while still being entertaining and while still being um like while still provoking emotion in that like finale and multiple different emotions it's just a big thing about kids don't do drugs (laughs) kind of feels like it a little bit i can see where you where you feel like that a little bit also kiwi was dumb for meeting up with homie i understand she has to get paid but like she should have known better Oh, and he was like, oh, I got one more job. For, uh, no, where he was like, come know. meet me in person. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know how that was going at once she, she double-crossed, she knew it was it was kind of clips. Mm-hmm. I just want to know what he said to her when at you... the house to, like, really make, convince her to uh, well, he was, switch sides. Because all he, was, he basically had to offer her was, I guess, immunity. For the what t- for the Tanaka killing? Well, the whole thing, and that, and he explained to her, he's like, the only way to get ahead in the city is to have that corporate power. So if you're one of the heads of Arasaka, but if she was gonna leave anyway, then what's the point? I mean, she didn't plan on leaving. What? I think she only planned on leaving once she realized that they fucking that they fucked yeah, up. Yeah, that's why, and the fact that they survived, because mm. she was like, yeah, they're coming for us, so I'm out. <laughs> she didn't think they were gonna survive. Kiwi should have just stuck to the plan. That's why you don't got no mouth, bitch. Oof. You ain't got no mouth. That's why she wear that mask. Alright. Um. It's time to pull one out. Indeed. I'll go first. Yeah, you said you had yours early. You knew who you, you knew who you was pouring out. Oh yeah, pour one out for Rebecca. That's fair. Because I I like characters like that that are like kinda I like the the, the comedic relief. Mm-hmm. And she just had she was just strapped all this all the time shotguns submachine guns pistols you name it she had it um sad that she her feelings couldn't be uh you know mm-hmm. played out with uh david but you kind of you kind of saw where that was going so i was trying to figure out how old this person is um who rebecca because like it's like it gives off like the uh what do you call it the not to say the immaturity but like yeah, the, the, the foolish, like, guns a-blazing type. Uh, almost like mine, uh, in a sense. But Yeah, but mine is also, around yeah, around 20. 20. Right around 20? All right, mm-hmm. that makes sense. He definitely felt like the young, like, outside of David, the youngest of the group. Um, mm-hmm. 
so but no it was it was was cool seeing her character progression and you know her caring about david just like his health in general things like that and yeah like even like when they were in that car chase she was like yo i told you don't use the the deniston Mm-hmm. Denison, right? Yeah. yeah. The Denison. The Denison. And he, he used it like three times. He's like, this bitch, this motherfucker, don't listen. I'm trying to save you from yourself. Uh, so pouring out for her, she got exploded, which you know what? I think that's the way she would have wanted to go out. True. Not no, not, 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 not no bitch way. She got killed by arguably the most dangerous person on the planet. So it is what it is. Pouring out for old Rebecca and her thousands of guns. Okay. Right. Um, do you have one? I do. All right, you can go. Um, I'm pouring out for Maine. Real shit. Um, I think that like, as somebody that is that is led in a lot of different situations, you know, being a leader is not easy, you know. And um, yeah. So because my son Maine was out here carrying a torch for these, lo- what's so funny, nigga? <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead. Oh, niggas, uh, niggas, niggas, just laughing. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. And my man had a lot of, uh, you know, he had a lot of fucking chrome that he was flexing. And yeah, man, like, I, I just don't feel like, like, like he needed to be an example. But I guess good things did come out of him dying. Like, David coming to the forefront and really out here carrying the torch for niggas. But my man's man, like, fucked a lot of people up. Fucked the whole dynamic up. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, Outside of, like, the the ones that were already chosen and like some of the obvious choices like everyone will say like David or something like that I think we'll pour one out for Falco man mm-hmm. you know yeah, Falco man, yeah cause I mean even in the beginning they were talking about where he was like I don't he's like I'll just be the wheel man like, I don't I don't need to get into the super crazy shit or whatever Um, and you could tell that he cares about his people and he's now had to watch everyone die from two crews everybody like he's been around the longest and had to watch where you know he was part of the old guard with dorio and main and then kiwi's kind of part of that group he had to get betrayed by kiwi mm-hmm. and then also have to watch dorio and main die mm-hmm. main go through cyber psychosis and die and then also be a part of that for david mm-hmm. and then just knowing that he, you know and being the bearer of his last wish of being like listen oh, get, in, get, uh, get lucy uh, out of there split yeah. the money do whatever um I think that and the you know the other obvious option would be like Lucy because she's lost everything twice. Um, but I think Falco is the one. Life. Yeah, I think Falco is the one. Um, yeah, man, I, I definitely I definitely enjoyed it. I, I'm not quite sure where I would rank it compared to the other stuff, but I I do think it was very good. Um, even if I'm, I'm not really sure where I would rank it for everything for the, well most of the stuff for this year yet, but I, I would recommend it. I definitely. Um, and I also would watch more. Give it a solid eight. That's fair. Because I think the things that I don't like as much about it aren't necessarily plot-wise. Right. Right. So that's why I feel like it, it is good. Um, Like, if it was, like, a, a graphic novel or something, I would probably recommend it to read it. Well, John, the problem with that statement is... I got into anime two things. I don't read mangas, so... All right. Um, you guys have anything else? Mm. Everybody got blue nipples. Not everyone. Well, the two nipples we saw were blue. No. Except for David's. We don't count. No. Who's? The only person who had blue nipples was Kiwi. Lucy has blue nipples. No, she didn't. Yes, she does. No, she doesn't. What color are they? 
normal color. They're not normal color. What is it? No, what is, now? What is <laughs> normal? <laughs> Look like to you. <laughs> a skin colored, a normal skin colored nipple. It was blue. So you have to disclose that. I have to specify skin colored. Yeah, what's what's pink, brown? Are, I'm sorry, are nipples not skin colored? I mean, are nipples not normally skin they're colored? They're different colors. Are nipples not normally skin colored? She had blue nipples. Lucy did not have blue nipples. Miles, look it up right now. She didn't have blue nipples, JT. <laughs> because we talked about it before, as to like why Kiwi got blue nipples. Now when niggas know what little niggas find out I'm right, it's gonna be scary. You wanna put you wanna bet? No, I don't. Alright then. Because I'm trying to get out of here. Alright. Um I already lost enough tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh guys, our next show is gonna be another one that came out this year. Um it is going to be Tamadachi game. Hmm? I don't know a ton about it. Um Tamadachi game? Tom Tamodachi game. Um, it's supposed to be a psychological thriller. I think it's gonna be a good time. Uh-oh. Seems like Scott got some good reviews. Oh, I've heard of this. Um, I, that's the thing. Like, it sounds familiar, but I personally just don't know much about What's it. What's the art look like? You, that's a dangerous game you're doing, good sir. No, I'm just, I just, um, to, I'm just looking at the. I just wanted to see the thing, Mister mm-hmm. Sir. Uh, that's all right. So, for next week, we'll be watching episodes one, two, and three of Tamadachi Game. Tamadachi Game. And that's all we got for you guys this week. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. And we will catch y'all next week. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold-blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Cause I got ice in my veins.